airs this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, April 18th. And on these Wednesdays, we skip the big intros because we focus on the opioid and heroin addiction crisis in Central Florida, at least the first 30 minutes of the program. On Wednesday, we have talked with addicts. We have talked with recovering addicts. We've talked with counselors and specialists and administrators. This is interview number seven. And we're pleased to have in studio Shannon Robinson, who is the Senior Vice President for Medical Operations at Aspire Health Partners, which is a nonprofit behavioral health care organization. Let's get it underway. Welcome to the program. Thanks for helping us out with this. Thanks so much for having me today. Let's give a, get a little bit of uh, background on the history and the purpose of Aspire Health Partners. What is it? How long has it been around? So Aspire um, is a combination of three organizations that have been within a, working within the community for probably over a hundred years combined Um, within the last five years, um, the three legacy companies merged to create an entire behavioral health continuum within our servicing counties to provide both substance abuse and mental health services to our five surrounding counties. And you're talking the central Florida counties, Orange, Osceola, Lake, uh, Brevard, and Volusia. That's correct. Essentially. Uh, Now tell us, I mean, you, you, You've seen, how long have you been with with Aspire Partners? So I am coming up on nine years. Okay. What have you seen as far, you're, you're in charge of medical operations. What does that essentially mean? That's essentially all of your medical-driven um, services. So any of your acute care services, your inpatient detoxification, your medication-assisted treatments, your hospital collaboratives um, that provide those access services to individuals needing medical stabilization. So you're seeing these individuals come in. Would you would you essentially say that the opioid slash heroin addiction problem that we have in Central Florida is is it better? Is it worse? Is it growing? What's what's the status as far as your observation? Well, we're actually in the midst of an epidemic um, right now, and it's certainly getting worse. We're seeing upwards of sometimes 30 overdoses in a central area. Um, in the Orlando area in a weekend. Oh, my. Now, who are you seeing coming in? Are there people, I mean, do they get you out of the so-called the yellow pages? Are they referred to your organization? How, how, how does that work? So we actually receive individuals from multiple referral sources. So we actually receive individuals who voluntarily request services, Mm -hmm. whether it be acute care services or medication-assisted treatment. We also receive... Um, 
referrals from your community hospitals where individuals have seeked crisis stabilization services. We receive from law enforcement and we receive from court recommendations and mandates. Now, is this an inpatient and outpatient type of, uh, of operation? Do people come in and is, is it a residence where they can get treatment or is it a daily process where they, where they get some kind of treatment? What, what exactly is the procedure? So we have actually an, an entire continuum of substance okay. abuse disorder um, programs, including inpatient detoxification, medication-assisted treatment, residential services, crisis stabilization, IOP, which is intensive outpatient services. So an entire continuum for services for these individuals. Who are you seeing coming in? There's a stereotype, <laughs> and we talk about this all the time or since we started these interviews, the stereotype, of course, that many people have, even though I think it's beginning to go away, is that the typical person who has an addiction problem with opioids or heroin fits a, um, uh, fits a, a certain profile, that they're down and out, they're skid in the gutter, skid, skid row type of person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. who, who are you seeing coming in so and, the and people, seeking assistance? Right. So opiate use disorder does not discriminate. Um, and we see people from all walks of life um, you and me, that's what our patients look like, you and me. Um, when we get down to the depths of the bottom of the addiction component, that's where you start to see someone has hit rock bottom and right. you see some of those stereotypical um, classifications of what a heroin addict or an opiate use disorder individual looks like. But certainly it doesn't start off like that. How does it start? So it can be something as simple as a traumatic injury. Um, 85% of all heroin users started off with a prescription opioid. Um, many of them through legitimate prescriptions. Um, it can start off from a crisis, a situation. Um, certainly addiction has a uh, genetic predisposition that's associated with it. Um, so it, we are seeing people from all walks of life. It does not discriminate. Shannon Robinson is our guest. She is the senior vice president for medical operations at Aspire Health Partners. So when they when they refer to to Aspire or they make contact with Aspire, what's the process that they go through? They come in, they're interviewed, and and what happens then? So they go through a comprehensive addiction assessment mm -hmm. to identify some of the areas in which um, they are struggling with. With individuals with opiate use disorder, which we're focusing on right now, individuals go through a very um, specific evaluation, one, to ensure that we're able to stabilize these individuals. Opiate withdrawal is is terrible. Tell the audience about this. We, um, we always, I don't know whether we do a good job or not. Even some of the recovering addicts or the addicts we've had on the program try to describe this and how difficult it is. They, and most of them, and tell me if, if you, if you follow this or believe in this or, or agree with it, most of them are trying to avoid the pain. They get addicted to a particular substance and the withdrawal is so terrible that they're just seeking relief from, from the withdrawal problem. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. And what I would say is initially they're, they're um, drawn to that euphoria feeling that they initially get with that initial high. You have pain and you take something, whether it's a pill or whether it's an opioid and the pain goes away, whether it's from an injury, whatever the case might be. And then all of a sudden you're addicted, maybe try to withdraw withdraw on your own and the and the withdrawal is so severe and so bad to us it's been described as the flu times 10 it might be times 100 i don't know 
That's and right. And who, who wouldn't want to, to ease that That's and have exactly it go away? Right. You need some relief from yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's sure. exactly, exactly right. It is like the absolute worst flu you can ever imagine and then double that or triple that. You've seen these individuals go through withdrawal? It's 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 absolutely horrendous. Body aches, sweating. I mean, what? You- they look like they're going to die because they feel so awful. Um, it involves every aspect of their their system, they are sweating, they have body aches, they're vomiting, they have diarrhea, they're shivering, their blood pressure, their their heart rate. It's they 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 feel like they're going to die. Um, and if you take that analogy in regards to the flu, um, any of us who comes down with the flu immediately seeks medical attention to relieve those symptoms, to get relief from that. And if you had the worst flu you've ever had in your life and someone was to say, take this and it all goes away, there's not a whole lot of those individuals or there's not a whole lot of us that wouldn't do that. Exactly. Um, And this becomes a relentless cycle for them. It's no longer about getting high. It's about not getting sick. Um, they spend their entire day just trying to avoid that opiate withdrawal syndrome. Um, it's, it's pretty awful. And I don't even think those of us who haven't experienced it could even remotely describe exactly what it is. Um, but being able to witness it, it's, it's pretty awful. Because we hear from people when we do these programs who claim that individuals uh, should simply be able to to buck up, and uh, it's just a matter of they're weak. That is not the case at all. Not at all. Um, this is definitely not a mind-over-matter um, disease. This is something that actually affects the limbic system in the brain, um, hijacks those decision-making components, and actually interrupts the mu receptors where you get those craving sensations. It then becomes a constant drug dream about getting that to subside those um, withdrawal syndromes. It is not a mind over matter, just like no different than any chronic progressive disease such as diabetes or hypertension. Do you see people who are working, we, we know of working alcoholics, people who have problems with, with uh, alcohol substance uh, problems. Uh, there are individuals out there who have opioid addictions but are still working? Absolutely, absolutely. They have families? Absolutely. We have PTO, uh, PTA moms. We have businessmen, executive women. Absolutely. It does not discriminate. Did you see a rise from your personal experience with, with, with Aspire once the pill mill crackdowns really came into effect that the opioid addictions and the heroin addictions began to rise in Central Florida? Can we make that connection? We absolutely can without, make without that Without putting any blame on anybody, why? But I mean, did, is that essentially what we saw? Yes, absolutely. That's what we saw. And that, that's what goes along with unintended consequences. Um, if you don't address an epidemic and create services and access to care to address that epidemic, you will see a transition. In Something that. else will pop up. Something else will pop up. And when you're talking about prescription opioids, they're going to seek those opioids to subside those withdrawal syndromes. Um, yes, we did. When you take a population as significant as the individuals who we were struggling with the prescription mm-hmm. um, epidemic, and now that's no longer available, mm-hmm. they've got to get it somewhere. Right. And so our stereotypical individuals that you would see seeking out heroin didn't look the same anymore. You actually had people who were working, who were 
had families who were successful, who had everyday lives, who no longer had access to an essential drug um, to continue to get through the day. We'll continue this conversation. Shanna Robinson, she is the Senior Vice President for Medical Operations at, at Aspire Health Operations, or Aspire Health Partners, excuse me. We'll can you continue this conversation in a couple of minutes. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips file for this Wednesday. You know, every Wednesday we take the first 30 or 40 minutes of the program to focus on the opioid and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. Our guest this afternoon is Shannon Robinson, who happens to be the Senior Vice President for Medical Operations at Aspire Health Partners. This is a nonprofit behavioral health care organization. All right, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm an addict. I've got a problem. I've, uh, I'm on pills, I'm on opioids, I'm a heroin. I make contact with Aspire. What happens? So once an individual seeks services, um, ideally they would seek that in our acute care area. Um, they are initially evaluated by a nurse to determine their needs. A complete physical and history is done. Um, a COWS, which is the opiate scoring system, to see at what point they are in withdrawal um, and what we need to do for them immediately to stabilize mm -hmm. them. Um, from that, and a complete assessment is done and then medications are ordered accordingly because some of those individuals have other health conditions that need to be managed at the same time. That individual is seen by an addiction um, medical provider, a physician, ARMP, or physician's assistant, and immediately placed on a detoxification or induction protocol, depending on what that individually specifically needs. What's the, is there, is there, I mean, there's not, but is there, a, is there one procedure for getting people off opioids and heroin? Does, is one better than the other? Or does it just matter, on, matter what the individual, who the individual is and so, their problem? Just like any other medical condition, there isn't a cookie cutter recipe that addresses the individual's specific needs. We have to really, really understand what that individual's needs are. Certainly, we have protocols in place to detox and taper and induct individuals on. But there's other components that go along with treating that biopsychosocial disease and addressing the opiate withdrawal syn syndromes. Um, certainly, some medication-assisted treatments are good for one person may be methadone or buprenorphine, another person may be appropriate for Vivitrol, and another person may not be appropriate for medication-assisted treatment at all. Um, and the only way to understand that and identify that is to do those comprehensive assessments and really meet that patient where, where they're at. So I'm in, I'm in need of assistance. I don't have any, I don't have any health insurance. Uh, does it matter? It does not. Aspire Health Partners actually provides medical detoxification and treatment services to individuals, whether they have insurance, whether they don't have insurance, whether they're underinsured, meaning that they have insurance but have such a high deductible that they're unable to meet that. And we also have specialty funding programs, which individuals from specialty populations fit into. How many clients are you seeing or how many clients have gone through Aspire? Can, can you give us a number? The entire Aspire, but I can tell you the inpatient detoxification unit um, which is a 40-bed facility, turns over its entire census about every day and a half, and probably, what? yes, and probably a year, 25 to 3,000 people go through those doors. In the four or five county central Florida area? That's correct. Wow. 
I never thought. What you'd is say the that. rate as uh, if you have the stats or the number, the rate of uh, recidivism, the number of people relapse. who go and relapse mm-hmm. and so the average person, yeah, the average person relapses four times before they're actually no in kidding. recovery. Wow. And it really depends on whether we are actually engaging these individuals in treatment. So if they're simply going through detoxification, detoxification is not treatment; it's stabilization. Um, so it's the equivalence of going up to the med surge or the ICU unit in the hospital and then stepping down to home care to continue to recover. Um, these individuals go through detox to ease some of the discomfort and stabilize um, their opiate withdrawal syndromes and then should then immediately step down with a warm handoff to some of those step-down services, medication-assisted treatment, clinical services to address some of the biopsychosocial components, and many of our patients need psychiatric services as well because many of them have both substance abuse and mental health um, co-occurring disorders. You're getting clients from different parts of the state, is that correct? That is correct. We specialize in the pregnant and postpartum population, so we receive pregnant and postpartum mm-hmm. women from across the state. Is this because in other parts of the state they just don't have enough space or is it because they don't have the programs in place? They don't have the programs in place and there is a significant lack of services. You've seen this problem for a number of years if you could what what part of is is central florida ground zero for this problem per capita or is it the more rural counties maybe in the, in the panhandle that have a worse problem because they don't have the facilities or the programs, procedures to deal with people who have addic- addiction problems? I think we're all experiencing this epidemic. I think certainly the rural areas that have lack of resources and programs that are in place to access these, some of your, you know, your rural counties, definitely it's impacted because these individuals don't have access to services and simply lack of providers who can provide those services. Um, you know, Central Florida, we are in that corridor of, of, of that, you know, the, I guess you could say the red zone yeah. um, and certainly the Miami-Dade area. You, I'm go sorry, go ahead. Oh, go I was ahead. wondering how long is an average stay? In other words, is it a 30-day program and then, then you're out there with your prescription and hoping that you do okay? Or how long do you keep them? A week? Oh, a whole month? Okay, again, it's, it's very specific to the individual. You have individuals who have very specific needs based mm-hmm. on their chronicity of their disease. So your inpatient detoxification stay is generally five to seven days. That's okay. rapid stabilization and detoxification or induction onto a medication-assisted right. treatment, methadone, buprenorphine, or Vivitrol. Um, Individuals can come into services if they're going into res- residential. They can stay anywhere from 30 to 90 days. And in some cases, they're there longer, depending on their specific needs and the support systems that are in place to help them maintain their recovery. What's the telephone number for Aspire? I know we're going to get texts and we'll get telephone calls. We don't have enough time to put them on the air. But peep, every time we have an individual, whether it's an addict or an administrator or, or someone like you, we get these texts coming in. What's the telephone number? How can they get a hold of Aspire? What's right. that first step that they can take? So your general... Um, number for the inpatient detoxification, which is generally the first step for individuals with opiate use disorder, is going to be 407-245-0012. Okay. And then you're going to listen to the prompts and go to to the scheduling department, registration, or the charge nurse. What do you, what do you see as the, as do you think this is going to settle down anytime soon? I don't even know what that means anytime soon, but it's, Every time we talk to someone about this problem, no one seems very optimistic. 
I mean, they're doing great work in helping people who have these substance abuse problems. They're all trying to do the best in the area that they that they serve. But I, we haven't talked to anybody yet, whether it's an addict, recovering addict, or someone like you who says they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Do you? I think we have a lot of work to do. I think that we have made a significant amount of progress, especially with some of the um, hospital collaborations and some of the organizational collaborations. But I think it's going to take ongoing education, involvement, care coordination, and commitment to addressing the real problem. If you've identified someone who is in need of substance use services, have that conversation. Um, if, if someone comes in on an overdose, that's a clear picture to you. Certainly it wasn't an intentional overdose. It was unintentional, but that's because they've lost control to make reasonable decisions in regards to their opiate use disorder. Um, that is a sign that I need to do something to intervene in these individuals. And maybe I just need someone who has the professional expertise to give me an opinion on this. You're a registered nurse. How long have you been a registered nurse? So I have been in the medical field for over 20 years. And you, and how did you, I mean, when you started in the medical field as a nurse, did you, did you see yourself moving in this direction? How did, how did, you, how, how did this happen? Actually, I have to tell you, no, I, I did not. I definitely. I would have to ask you, are you a recovering addict? I mean, I have to ask you. I am not. Okay. I am not. Um, uh, definitely have some family history in regards to that, but I am not in recovery myself. Um, I did not see myself in behavioral health early in my career, probably because I really didn't understand it. Um, you can live something and not totally understand um, the disease. Sure. Um, so in some cases, I had much to learn, though I had lived experience. Um, so you know, I, I was kind of gravitated into this direction. I started, you know, in the ED and then progressed into high-risk OB and then recognized that we had a real problem, a real problem. Is there something about the brain of an addict, whether it's alcohol, substance abuse, whether it's opioids, whether it's heroin, is there something, are, are the, is the medical community saying there's something different about their brain? There's something maybe different about the pleasure center of their brain as opposed to other individuals. Absolutely. I'm an, I have an addictive personality. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, addiction in general is a brain disease um, and it's a chronic and progressive disease and it can otherwise be defined as a disease process lasting longer than three months, and it can't be prevented. Um, it is very similar to some of your other chronic progressive diseases. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a condition that you're constantly trying to treat, and it's, it, it takes ongoing um, treatment to mm -hmm. manage. Mm -hmm. Give us the telephone number once again for it's, Aspire. For Aspire inpatient detoxification is 407 245-0012. You've been a wonderful guest and great information. We appreciate it very much, and you're doing great work in the community. We want to let you know that as well. Thank you're you. You're helping a lot of people. Thank you very much. That is Shannon Robinson, who is the Senior Vice President for Medical Operations at Aspire Health Partners, and they cover a four- to five-county area here in Central Florida. So the Phillips File continues to look at the opioid and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. 
And many thanks to Shannon Robinson, who is the Senior Vice President for Medical Operations with Aspire Health Partners, for being our guest earlier in the hour as the Phillips File continues on Wednesdays to spend 30, 40 minutes at the beginning of the program to focus on the opioid and opiate and heroin crisis here in uh, Central Florida. And uh, I asked uh, Shannon on the way out whether she handled people with uh, TB. Ah, nice. I don't have TB. Unfortunately, they do not. (laughs) No, I don't have TB. We had a lot of texts. Something went down the wrong pipe. Related to questions about opioid abuse in Central Florida, and then all of a sudden it switched to TB. I don't have tuberculosis. Oh, you got something. They wanted to know who had the hairball. Yeah, that's what it was like. I, something went down the wrong pipe of this. And Tell I, Mo to lay off the cigars. Yeah, coffee grants, what'd you get down in I there, don't know huh? What it is. All right, Mo's got some news, yes, the food, sir. the birthdays. Don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. Uh, Jim, the Lottie Dob brought to you by Fox 35, the news station for bigger, bolder, better news coverage. Watch Fox 35 News at 10 with Charles Billy and Lu- Luann Sorrell right after your favorite Fox primetime shows, only on Fox 35, the news station. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. SpaceX and my man Elon Musk is set to launch tonight at 6.50. He's going up? No, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Oh, lame. They're launching a satellite. The Tesla 3 plant trying to get those cars out of there. They are launching uh, the satellite. They were supposed to launch it on Monday. They're launching it tonight instead. And it looks like all systems are go and the weather is a go for launch at 6.51. So we will keep you posted on that. It was just a couple of hours before Monday's launch. It was scrubbed because they had they needed to do a little more tweaking and looking and analysis and whatnot. But uh, launch windows are off in two hours, so we'll keep our eye on that. Rush hour should be a little bit easier for downtown Orlando motorists today. Ugh. Last night, the FDOT, Department of Transportation, reopened Colonial Drive at I-4. They were worried because they built a new bridge, and after what happened in Miami, they were super concerned that we were going to have a crack up. So they did. They saw that there was a crack. They wanted to make sure nobody got hurt. So they blocked off Colonial at I four. I mean, since this weekend, it was not just a minute. You know, they closed it for several days. The crews worked on a temporary fix after they discovered these cracks, and then they installed a. Well, when they installed the permanent fix, they will have to close it again. So this weekend's closure was not the only one we'll see on Colonial, but at least it's open. Try to stay off your phones, people, because they keep shifting the lanes and the lines on I-4. Mm -hmm. Seems all the way from Lake Mary through downtown to God knows where. (laughs) And it's like, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. You know, you're all over the joint. Like Rebbin is racing on (laughs) I-4 anymore. And, And of course, and I think this was big, the problem with the Fairbanks curve before they repaved it, when the lines of the concrete pavement go in one direction, but the painted lines, uh, you know, go in a different direction. It's like this optical illusion driving. You don't know if you're in the lane, out of the lane. <laughs> Florida's U.S. Too close, senators. Get too close. Stay over. Stay over. Stay over. Florida's U.S. senators, uh, Rubio and Nelson, are holding a forum in, in Washington, D.C. this afternoon on school safety. They're actually doing something bipartisan with Marco, little Marco, and, and Bill Nelson. They're hearing from experts government officials and families impacted by the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting talking about intervention and prevention of school gun violence and the use of technology in school security. Yeah, they're talking about that because they don't want to talk about uh, sugar price supports and uh, subsidies. Great column by Scott Maxwell and the today. Jewel brothers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that. And the amount of money that, uh, that that goes into that particular industry as they turn the Everglades into a toilet.
A student at a middle school over in Volusia County, though, speaking of school shootings and violence, this kid at a middle school, so somewhere between 11, 12, no, no, this kid's 14, so he Mm. must be an eighth grader, um, faces now a felony charge for threatening to shoot up the school. Another student reported seeing the threat and a drawing written in green on the wall of the bathroom at New Smyrna Beach Middle School. Kids are stupid. Yesterday. He's 14-year-old boy. He's all over the place. He was actually arrested for making the threat. He was identified through surveillance video from the bathroom. I guess they have surveillance. He is the 24th student charged by Volusia County Sheriff's Office. That's Mike Chitwood, I think. They have surveillance cameras in the the bathrooms? It says he was identified through surveillance video. I don't Mm. know if they saw that picture of him in the men's room. I don't know. Maybe somebody else was in there saw him. Yep. Just stupid kids yep. or psychopath. I don't okay, know. good. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush says he and his family are grateful for the outpouring of love and support oh, for his mother, Barbara Bush, 92 years old, passed away last night. I'm worried about Poppy. Oh, yeah. I don't think it'll be. No, Poppy's yeah. not in the greatest of health no, either. No, he's not. Uh, married yeah. 70, what, 73 years they 73 were married? 73 years. Yes, that's correct. Former First Lady Barbara Bush passed away in Houston. She will be buried about 100 miles away at the George W. H. W. Bush Presidential Library, which is 100 miles outside of Houston. There will be a service, though, on Saturday. 73 years ago. Wow. She was 19 when she got married. Are you changing your college major back uh-huh. when they got married? <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> oh, you're a real knee slapper today. I'll tell you what. Just ask. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Florida is earning improved grades for air pollution. The American Lung Association's 2018 State of the Air report finds that Florida's seen a slight decrease in ozone pollution, also known as smog. You ought to be happy about that. Mm -hmm. They're coughing. (laughs) Yeah. Panama City has seen anybody about that. Yeah, like Be- a doctor. Because his Gatorade went down the wrong pipe? I don't think there's a doctor for Gatorade pipe. You've been coughing oh, yeah, for weeks. No, and no, coughing no. since you got back from Hawaii. Uh, uh, Hawaii. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, you first, get some volcanic ash I in your know, chest? I don't know what it is. Oh, uh, no, brother. You uh-huh. know make proper sacrifice. The uh, bad juju uh, follow ju- you home. Ju- is he saying something about being oh, a Jew? That's right. No, yeah, bad juju. Like the oh. tiki from... Uh, tiki, tiki, tiki. room. From the Brady Bunch. Panama City, Palm Bay, Melbourne, Titusville, and Tallahassee are the cleanest cities on the cleanest city list. Palm Bay? For ozone pollution. Yeah, Palm Bay. I don't know. I'm just saying. But the average price for gasoline... In Florida is rising is now officially at its highest point of the year. Whoa. The statewide average for regular is two dollars and seventy three cents. Ooh, thanks, That's Obama. That's just up a nickel from yesterday <laughs> and twelve cents from a week ago. It's going up like a Katie bar the door. The biggest weekly jumps were in Tampa Bay and Orlando. Uh, so that's no good. Those gas stations down near the airport still oh, charging yes. fifteen dollars a gallon. dollars a gallon or something. A, yes, are they great. really? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's more like three forty nine or four thirty usually, it's but way yes. way above. It's way like, above. Yes. Don't they always charge a couple of bucks over the average price? Yeah, they're at trying, least they're usually try, double. They're trying to get the last minute rental car people. They're like, "Damn it, I forgot to fill the tank." A rip off. If you're a fisherman, a fisher person, I don't know, man or woman, doesn't matter. A fisher, fisher king. king. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look out, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yep, Robin Williams. Points. Gotcha. Points. Points. Oh, Lawrence well, Fishburne. Just... Anglers, Points. otherwise fisher people are called anglers. I didn't know that. But anyway, anglers, uh, if you are a, a fisherman, uh, you will enjoy a longer red snapper fishing season I in own. the Gulf. Bed, bait chuckers. <laughs> red snapper? Bait chuckers. Oh, I don't know. Bait what does that chuckers. mean? As opposed to what? Yeah, you go fly fishing and then people, they, no. you know, they just. 
who go out on boats out in the Gulf or yeah. who are casting from the beach, from the from the bridges. Well, you're surf casting. That's one way. Right. And, you know, going you put out a piece of fishing? something on a line to attract a fish, you know, oh, you're just tossing it out there, you bait chucker. Well, the good news is that the governor said that this uh, fishing season for this particular fish will now last 40 days. He extended it, and he thinks that that'll bring in lots of money and lots of tourists and lots of people will be happy, happy. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Do the same thing on mangrove snapper. Oh, oh you would. Mm-hmm. That, that's some good eating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the season is over. That's still pompano. You get some of that pompano. That's oh, that's some. God. That's I gotta stop. <laughs> can't 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 what's continue what's with this with anymore. Pompano, see, like in Key Largo. Yeah, pompano. Yeah, they used to serve it in a brown paper bag. Yeah, and I used to steam it, see. <laughs> Lines are around the block today at the New York City Barnes & Noble ahead of tonight's James Comey book signing. I'm getting tired of him. They're handing around wristbands. Uh, the event starts at 7. Frank Brunei the- in the New York Times has a great column on Frank Comey. Brunei? Yeah, Brunei. Yeah, Brunei. Brunei. Uh, yeah. He's got an eyesight problem. Brunei? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bruni. Sorry. No, not Bruni. McAleer. Frank Brunei. McAleer degeneration? I don't know what he's got. People, they say that's, that's one of those things. N- n- nobody knows how to pronounce his name. Brunei, Bruni. It doesn't matter. Brunei. He's a fantastic columnist. Mm-hmm. Bernays. But I believe, yeah, he's uh, developed a... He may be losing his eyesight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Me too. Former FBI Director James Comey, though, says he's like a breakup that President Trump can't get over. He was on The Late Show last night with Stephen Colbert promoting his new book. Today he was on The View. Yeah. Um, Trump has been on the Twitter warpath, as you know. Since this media storm started with Comey and his book, uh, pre-book and now like official book release. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said Comey gave Colbert the breakup comparison saying, I'm out there living my best life. He wakes up in the morning and tweets at me. And in fact, that's just what happened. He tweeted this morning from Mar-a-Lago. And he called him Slippery or something. Slippery James Comey, the worst FBI director in history. Worse than Jagger Hoover. I don't. That's what he says. Yeah. We spied on Americans. Yeah. Including Martin Luther King Jr. Not allegedly. He did. I forgot to tell you. First Lady Melania Trump. I want to set the record straight. My Uncle Blanky was not involved in Oh, my God. He was a man of integrity. Sure was my Uncle Blanky, special agent with the FBI. First Lady Melania. I forgot to mention this before when I mentioned Jeb and and Barbara Bush's passing. But First Lady Melania Trump will attend former... Uh, First Lady Barbara Bush's funeral in Texas this weekend. What's a nice thing to do. Yeah, of course. First Lady to First Lady. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so her... I think Rosalind Carter will be there? I think they'll all be there, yes. I don't think she'll be there. Why not? She's sick? I'll make you a bet that Rosalind Carter... Uh, is she ill? Former First Lady will not be at Barbara Bush's uh, funeral or memorial service. she also in her 90s? She's up there, yeah. You I think she won't, huh? I would think if they're One if dollar. they're able to travel, I think they would be there. Unless she's you sick. get in your nineties, you don't want to get on planes yeah, that's anymore. True. That's probably right. Yeah. One dollar. Yeah. You say she won't go. I don't think she will. She's, okay, deal. All right. Uh, I have no idea. I don't think she will. A lot of different airlines are taking a look at their Boeing seven thirty seven engines after that problem kerfuffle oh, on Southwest. Oh, terrible story. Korean Airlines and Jap Jap. <laughs> Japan. You say? Japan. No, I thought it was Japanese Airlines, but oh, it's Japan. Easy. Japan Air. Both say they're inspecting the fan blades on the <laughs> engines, like the one that came <laughs> zinging off. Watch it there, Tojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrap- <laughs> they call it shrapnel, like from a 
bomb or something. But from the engine, it yeah, shattered. Flying, flying metal. Yep. Oh, shrapnel is flying metal. Correct, Moon. Yeah. Points. Me I think it's shrapnel. Did, did I don't you, think it's yeah, shrapnel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's shrapnel. You ever watch shrapnel. MASH? That's what they take out of the bodies. Yeah, you know, oh, Iron Man, he has a piece of shrapnel stuck in his heart from the war. Here we go. I vote, Here we go. <laughs> I vote for the good of the show, Moira should sit in the booth. That's why when she turns off her mic, we don't hear the coughing. Get me Shannon Robinson on the line. <laughs> oh, something goes down the roadway. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's that volcano curse. Uh-huh. I think brother. it is. Yeah, it's a carbonized spam down in there oh. somewhere. It's because you dissed poi. You upset the gods. I might have. Broda. Come on, Broda. It turns out the Southwest had another problem today, but it was a bird strike. Uh, shortly after takeoff, um, it was going from Nashville. And they, you know, hit a bird and the bird got sucked into the engine and that was no good. So anyway, uh, Southwest has had its share of problems. I mean, you can't handle the bird thing. It's You know, the bird thing is the bird thing. But anyway. Uh, taxpayers who didn't. That's fi- a terrible story, though. I mean, have you seen the video? And people are screaming. I mean, I they think they're going to crash. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fact that the loan is getting sucked out the window. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the the oxygen masks are falling, and the the plane is shaking. And congratulations to the pilot. Oh, she was awesome. Who uh, landed yeah. this plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. Today is April 18th, 2018. Today what? is what do you got? National Animal Cracker Day. No, I like, Ooh, an animal. Yeah. I like yes, a good eh? animal cracker. Not just Those the ones good. in the circus box. No, There's like some the, other ones, too. Yeah, but the circus box animal cracker is still the best, They're don't really you think? Good. Yeah, yes. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. I hope they never go out of business. That's a good time. That is a good time. Mm-hmm. And we want to wish a happy, happy birthday today to uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is her name. Oh, well, she's now, believe it or not, she? she's 37. 40. 39. Pinkman, 42. How, ah. how old is Salem the cat? Now? I don't know about any of that. How about James Woods, the actor? James Pinkman. Woods. Ooh, casino points. Uh, 70? Nope. Higher. You think Lower. James Woods is older than 70? I do. I don't. Say I 72. Think he's 67. All right, 70. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's that old. 69. <laughs> no, he's 71. No oh, kidding. You were about to say it. You know I was going to say it. I said it. No I said, just do it. It sounded like you knew it, so go. <laughs> I didn't know he's it. A real, he's a real Trumpster. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and finally. A pain in the ass is what he is. Suri Cruz. Oh, I talked to her on my phone Which all one the time. Is that Not one? Siri, Suri. Oh. The Which one kid? is that? Yeah, when was that one born? I can't tell you that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Tom Cruise's kid that he had with, oh, what's her name? The Katie one who was Holmes. born with a hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with Katie Holmes, was, correct? Yeah, born yeah, with Katie a full Holmes. head of hair. I guess Lucky. so. Uh, Sit in the booth. How old Jeez. is she? Uh, I don't know, 10? Hmm, 12? 12 on the dot. Yes, baby, yeah. finally a point. Kapoya, Hardly a celebrity. Kapoya. I'm guessing yes, children me. now. And yeah. that's the Lottie da Just call me Coffee. I mean, Moira. Coffee. Can we get you Tony's one of those things you spray that asthma people have? You know, oh, one the of those... inhaler. Maybe I need Can we inhaler. get you a new room to sit in? No. Jesus, Perfect. I hope you don't have that TB that you Stop can... Stop it. Nobody gets TB anymore. Yeah, Hell, they what? don't. They do? Can it's, we get... Yeah, and they get it by flying in planes. Oh, God. Stop it. We should get bird flu masks. 
Oh, my God. All right, I'm getting water. Oh, during the break, I'm getting water. Are you sure that's yeah. not your problem? Might want to get uh, a penicillin shot while you're uh, at it. Uh, no. <laughs> Take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to open up the lines. Mr. Pinkman will choose one of you at random, not the first one who makes it through, at uh-huh. random. And uh, you will play against him in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin, upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Hey, by the way, just to remind you that the uh, Jason Price, who's the head coach for Orlando City Soccer Club, the Lions, will be our guest in studio tomorrow at 4. We're going to do everything we can not to talk about soccer, except for the upcoming game. Nope. i got to get him to loosen up. He's got to loosen up. What? Oh, you know... Not everybody's a loosey guy. It's wound a little guy. tight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got to be that way when you're a soccer coach. But you know, just something's lo- working though. They've huh? won three in a row. Something's I working. I know. Well, he's yeah. got to be happy. Just relax a little bit, coach. It's going to be okay. Yeah, okay. So for that bonus round of closest to the pin, Johnny will play against Pinkman. Johnny wins. He gets that You Matter business card that guarantees him good fortune for the rest of his life. Johnny also knows if he loses to Pinkman, he will have bad luck for 24 hours, meaning Johnny, not Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman, if you will go to the soundproof booth, we'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap for the afternoon. There he goes. Johnny, how, split. Johnny how are you today? How are you guys doing? We're well, doing pretty well. I have 10 questions for you. They're all connected in some form or fashion. Just answer to the best of your ability. Speak right into the phone so I can hear your answers. And here we go. Keep score. Keep time for Johnny. In three, two, one, begin. Johnny, former First Lady Barbara Bush has died, but how old is former First Lady Rosalind Carter? 93. Linda Carter played Wonder Woman on TV. Wonder Woman on TV debuted in what year? 1965. How old is singer-songwriter Stevie Wonder? 72. Stevie Wonder has won a lot of Grammy Awards, but how many Grammys has Bruce Springsteen been awarded? Three. Iconic American comedian Lenny Bruce died in what year? 1985. Talk about comedians. Richard Pryor died in what year? 1989. Talk about dying. King Richard III of England died in what year? 1865. How old is former CNN talk host Larry King? 83. In the millions, what's Larry the Cable Guy's net worth? 15 million. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Daniel Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, was a crow in Pawnee City, Nebraska, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Lincoln, Nebraska? 200. Time. All right, there you go. 
You said within 25? Yep. Yeah. Mr. Pinkman bringing back go. in. He's yep. coming back in. Hey, if you were going to make a sandwich and you open the loaf of bread yeah. and the first four pieces have mold and it diminishes the amount of mold. Yeah. It's more on the outside, I a little less on the... Th- you get four in, you get rid of it. Fifth piece, you don't see mold. No right. mold. Rest good. of the bread, good, good to, to eat. Good to go. Good to go. Yep. No mold, good to go. Good. I'd, I'd get rid of the fifth piece. I and did. Then... You know something, Mo? I did. I, that fifth piece, I'm like, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. And then I went with six, y- seven, eight, and nine. You de- yeah, totally yeah. need a buffer. I don't even go two, but you know, yeah. you do what you have to do. I have uh, two P, B, and J's for my dinner tonight. Oh, lovely. Mr. Pinkman, uh, we set your handicap at 18, but we allow you to roll the dice. Whatever that number is, <laughs> we will take off from 18. That will be your handicap for the afternoon. Please roll those dice. Okie doke. There it goes. Exciting. Oh, a six. The wow. hard way. Yeah, yeah, it was. What does that mean? One of five? No, it's no, three, three and three, Mo. Don't you know how this oh, works? I know. I, I thought do. you were the one that told me how I that I am. Works. Three and three. Ten questions. Are you ready, Mr. Pinkman? <laughs> yes. There you go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky, former First Lady Barbara Bush has died, but how old is former First Lady Rosalind Carter? Ninety. Linda Carter played Wonder Woman on TV. Wonder Woman on TV debuted in what year? 1973. How old is singer-songwriter Stevie Wonder? Uh, 74. Stevie Wonder has won a lot of Grammy Awards, but how many Grammys has Bruce Springsteen been awarded? Four. Iconic American comedian Lenny Bruce died in what year? 1990. Talk about comedians, Richard Pryor died in what year? 89. Talk about dying, King Richard III of England died in what year? Uh, 1612. How old is former CNN talk host Larry King? 86. In the millions, what's Larry the Cable Guy's net worth? 41. Get it within 25, you'll win outright. If Daniel Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, was a crow in Pawnee City, Nebraska, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Lincoln, Nebraska? 112. Time. Oh, boy. Mm. Here we go. Score it. Let's do it. How old is... Former First Lady Rosalind Carter, Johnny said. 93. And Pinkman? 90. Yeah, right on the money, 90. What? Linda Carter played uh, Wonder Woman on TV. Wonder Woman on TV debuted in what year, Johnny said. You know that's going to be tainted and unclean, right? What? That we talked about Rosalind Carter before. You you made the bet, so that causes him to probably look it up. Well, so maybe Johnny was listening as well. All right, here we go. I didn't know it was going to be a question. That's true. I'm sorry. The next question. So it's not tainted and unclean, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's very untainted. It's not. It's not tainted. Very it's not unclean. It seems a little bit squeamish. It's clean. Yeah, a little. As clean as your husband's colon. Oh my uh, God! Wonder what? Woman uh, on TV did, debuted did, in what year? Johnny said sixty-five. And Pinkman seventy-three. Seventy-five. How uh, old is singer-songwriter Stevie Wonder? Johnny said seventy-two. Pinkman seventy-four. Sixty-seven. Okay. Johnny's on the board. Yes, he finally is. How many Grammys has Bruce Springsteen been awarded? Johnny said three. Pinkman. One upped him at four. 20. Oops. <laughs> Take wow, that. Really? Iconic American comedian Liddy Bruce died in what year? Johnny said. 85. Pinkman. 90. 66. Oops. I knew it. Talk about comedians. Richard Pryor died in what year? Johnny they said. They both said 89. 2005. Talk about what? dying. King Richard III of England died in what year? Johnny said. 1865. Pinkman. 1612. 1485. Pinkman. Yes. How old is former CNN talk host Larry King? Johnny said. 83. Pinkman. 86. 84. Ooh. Oh. Two to go. In the millions, what's Larry the Cable Guy's net worth? Johnny said. 15 mil. Pinkman. 41 mil. $80 million. Yeah, we Pinkman's clearly winning this one. 
Living in Nebraska with a net worth of $80 million. Now we come to this, and all Pinkman's hard work will go out the window with the crow question. Get it within 25, you went outright of Daniel Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, was a crow in Pawnee City, Nebraska, his birthplace. He would have to fly how many miles to reach Lincoln, Nebraska, Johnny said? 200. And Pinkman said? 112. In fact, Larry the Cable Guy in Pawnee City, Nebraska... On a flight to Lincoln, he would have to flap his wings yeah. and fly a total of 73 miles. Oh, I think pink 73. Pinkman. Yeah, that's Pinkman. not. Yeah, oh, I know it is. I just thought maybe he was within 25. No. He's yeah, not, Pinkman but he's wins. way closer, and he wins the game. Sorry about that, Johnny. Better luck next time. Bad luck for you for 24 hours. <laughs> Congratulations, Pinkman. Thanks for playing that bonus round of closest to the pin. Remember, wow. close only yeah. counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and... Closest to the pin. See, Mo, the hard way is when both dice roll the, the same. same number. I know. Add it to the total. <laughs> we'll learn you. Oh, like, Lenny Bruce. Mm-hmm. 61, uh, the, guy, the actor yeah. plays Lenny Bruce on what's that, uh, what's that Mrs. show? Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uncanny resemblance. Uh-huh. Did you finish watching that series? That, I did. Yeah. I liked no, it a lot. No, I think I only have... I think I watched the first three. You watched. Oh. You watched some other things besides, you know, Rachel Maddow for the crying news. out loud. Yeah, no kidding. There's some great stuff. I, I got further into that uh, wild, wild country that Fritz was talking about, the documentary. Yeah. How's that? I'm, I'm beginning to side with the, uh, with the commune. <laughs> oh, boy. Are As they... opposed to the townspeople. Are they less culty and more of free spirit? Culty. I don't know yet. Is that a word, culty? Yeah, yeah. they're kind of culty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're free spirits, though. We didn't mention this guy died. I, I'm sorry about that. We mentioned some deaths yesterday, but today we have to add to the that. list. Um, Bruno like Sammartino. Yeah, the wrestler. The wrestler. Oh, one of the very first professional wrestlers. Did we mention Carl Castle yesterday? Carl Castle yeah. died yesterday. We mentioned Henry Landworth. We mentioned... Mm-hmm. I was wrong about Carl, oh, Carl Castle. I thought Barbara he'd been... No, that was the other one. Yeah, I, I thought he got caught up in some of the sexual oh, harassment yeah. allegations from years ago, and I was wrong about that. I told you. I don't know what yeah, I said. His name was the Italian Superman. Yeah. This Bruno Sammartino. 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 Sammartino, yeah. My dad went to high school with his son. Cool. Points. He was a legend in Pittsburgh where he was from. Same. Just saying. That's where he, <laughs> when he came from Italy, he lived in Pittsburgh of all places. Hey, no, it's a not? nice city. I don't know why they, they I don't think of them it, as having a big Italian American community. They have a huge Italian American oh, yeah. community. They're big on Italians and Polish and Irish. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, it's an immigrant city. It is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Work at the steel mills. Oh, oh, I, 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 yeah. I, thank I you, Carnegie. <laughs> Points. Yeah, you're talking about an Italian. Yeah. Yeah, Baba de Boo. And Tenevel. Carnegie. Paolo, Paolo Carnegie. It's Dale Carnegie. It's not. No, it was no it's brother, Andrew though. Carnegie. Oh, Andrew. Who's Dale Carnegie? <laughs> I don't he wrote know. those books about He's a being a NASCAR driver. No. How to succeed in business. Yeah, that's right. That or is guy. that how to be friendly with everybody or it's whatever? It's one of those. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's one of those self-help books. How yeah, to yeah. make friends and influence that's people. That's the one. Yeah, yep. that too. Points. Uh, yeah. San Martino <laughs> was up. inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2013. Well, congratulations. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. a, he's a big deal, I guess. He was 82. He was a big deal. God bless him. All right, well. So Russ will be talking about him tomorrow. Will Willie get any play at all in the New York Times? Yes. Oh, yes. Sir- San, San Martino? Martino will? Oh, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, before I have to break. Yeah. Mm. We have anybody from, well, I'm sure that Barbara Bush. No, there's Carl Castle. How much of an obit in the New York Times did Carl Castle get? 
Third of a page, one picture. Third of a page, one photo, says Jack. Fourth of a page, one picture. Says Pinkman. Uh, I think a quarter, but two pictures. Gets a half a page, three photos. Oh, Points. my God. There's Harry Anderson, <laughs> street magician, who became night court judge. His obit. What do you get? The other half of the page. That's right. Two pictures. What do you think, Pink? Three pictures. No, uh, more. Two, no, three quarters of the page, three photos. Third of the page, one photo. That's oh, it. Aye, aye, aye. I was close. Wait, my first guess was close. Probably right. <laughs> Bill <laughs> Knack got a bigger obit than Harry Anderson. Who did? Bill Knack. Yeah. 77, glorified secretariat in elegant sports writing. Mm. I don't know who that is. Bill Knack? Bill Knack. You could forget Bill science Knack. Science guy. No, that's Bill Nye. Oh. Bill Knack, the science hack. Hack. Yeah, Bill, Bill Knack, an elegant sports writer, best known for his work at Sports Illustrated, oh. who found an early outlet for his love of horse racing as a teenage groom, and went on to chronicle the magnificent career of the 1973 Triple Crown winner, Secretariat. Oh, I see how he made it. 77. Yeah. Lung cancer. The it's the Phillips oh. File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. The M&M's won over the Cheetos, but the day is not over. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jim, it starts with a, a tragic story yesterday that we were talking about during our show with more details uh, about the Southwest Flight 1380 that claimed the life of a New Mexico woman. The first f- air fatality on a domestic carrier since 2009 um and definitely with more details that's striking first it's oh nine yeah an air fatality it's a pretty safe way to travel yeah one of the safest air fatality mean a a fatality in the air because there have been plane crashes or like a domestic jetliner yeah Uh uh-huh carrier correct right okay absolutely all right matter of fact let's that's uh, a shocking statistic that's a very encouraging well, let's go to yeah. Oh, you're much more likely to die driving your car, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No question about really it. Really, only seconds away from any kind of disaster. Jim, one of the reasons you gave up being a pilot was your inability or you, your lack of landing. No, not landing so much as yeah. talking on the radio. Right? I don't like doing that either. Oh, there's talking that. on the radio. That's a major component when you fly. You have to too talk low, on the radio. Too low. Oh, oh. This is how it's done. <laughs> Southwest 1380, you'll be landing 27 left, 27 left today, and uh, you just let me know when you need a turn base. Uh, I, right now, I only have one person in front of you, which is a Southwest, but I'm sure he'll pull off if you need to go right in. Southwest 14, uh, Okay. Southwest 1458, clear visual purse, 27 right, keep your speed up. I'd like to get you on the ground before I have to turn her base. What? After that, uh, speed up, clear visual, 27 right. Okay, center. Southwest 1380. 1380, got a 1458 on frequency. I just cleared him for the approach. Southwest 1380. I understand your emergency. Let me know when you want to go in. And, uh, you know, tragedy struck. They were uh, just under 32,000 feet. These people are great. These pilots, these air traffic controllers, everybody involved in this. Yep. Tammy Joe Schultz, a former Navy pilot, was also the first woman to fly an F-18. She was the pilot of that Southwest flight safely landed that plane 
with, you know, uh, there Hundreds was 100, people 189 people yeah. on board. Of course, the, the one uh, tragedy, and that was Jennifer Riordan, uh, you know, a mother of two, wife and, uh, mm. you know, well beloved. 42 years old or something, pretty mm-hmm. young one person. Yep. Low 40s. Awesome. They went from 32,000 feet to about 10,000 feet in a little over five minutes right after the incident. But just seeing that plane and just you lose one engine and you're still able to land that thing safely, you know, uh, uh, you know, props to them. Uh, so let's go with. She's going to get the Sully Award. Yeah, I think that she should. Mm-hmm. Safely, you know, navigated everybody on the ground. It's pretty pretty. Yeah, one engine blown up and uh-huh. gone. Here is. NTSB Chairman Robert Sumalt, uh, uh, Sumwalt talking about the incident. Approximately 20 minutes after takeoff, as the aircraft was passing through approximately 32,500 feet, multiple oral alerts and warnings sounded in the cockpit. There you go. Subwall. The crew Sub-wall. donned their oxygen mask, and they reported to air traffic control that they had a number one engine fire, and they were operating single engine. Oof. Yeah, single oh, engine. Screaming, they said, for 10, 15 minutes. I told you. Screaming, 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 too. Yeah. Because the, we were wondering, when they said partially out the window, it was from her waist up oh, out yeah. the window. Mm-hmm. And they said it was her blood splattering oh, along no. the side of the plane. So, Oof. yeah, it was. And they brought her in. They said they tried to do CPR, but, you know, uh, Without success. The pressure. Uh, it traumatizes people, you know. Oh, yeah. It can be a while before people get back on on an airliner. Nope, those people are not flying. And I would imagine a good number of them will say, "Mm, you might want to get a little bit of, you know, help. I'm going to go on a train. I'm going to go on a bus. I'm going to put my thumb out faster than I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to be on a Southwest flight in four days. Yeah. Uh, Trauma therapy. Robert Sumwalt, here he is, NTSB chairman. One of the fan blades... The number 13 fan blade was separated and missing. They said they inspected this on Sunday, and this happened on Tuesday. There's evidence of metal fatigue where the blade separated. Happens. Mm -hmm. These things happen. It it does happen. You're only, literally only, I mean, it's it's chaos. At any particular point in time, you're truly only seconds away from some kind of catastrophe. That's just not Who in flight. Like that? That's anywhere. That's, no. that's oh, right that's what here. I'm saying. No, oh, no, no. no. If you knew about every time you almost died, you'd correct. go crazy. That's absolutely uh-huh. correct. I can't live I like mean, that. Well, I, I mean, that's, I'm not, you can't live like that, and we don't live like that. But the fact of the matter is, you are at any given point in time just seconds away from a disaster. Yeah. Jim is seconds away from a TB germ no, splashing in his face. I got nothing. That's more it coughs up in that room. I got nothing. I'm glad you're in that room. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Here's Southwest Airlines. You got Airline. something. You're coughing. So for, you're saying no reason. You're interrupting the show for no reason. I'm you not got interrupting nothing. the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. The you cough. So you're saying the coughing is part of the show. You didn't swallow too many. <laughs> Excuse did you? you? Oh, Mo. Oh, my God. You can't say that. I Seriously. I guess you can, but. I mean, it's not an yeah, FCC I mean, violation. Yeah, that's fine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you have to hit that button every time I talk. Oh. <laughs> really? That's appalling. I have a question after well, this I one. I didn't do it. <laughs> I think we're going to change topics Yes, here. please. <laughs> I don't think we should go back to Southwest after all of that. Mm-mm. Um... Yes.
What? Mm. I don't you know. There? You kind of changed the mood here. Let's, ah, uh, come on. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. You Gotta know, lighten up after something like that. You know who they gave a posthumous uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? <laughs> no, who? Steve <laughs> Irwin. Crocodile Hunter. Oh, cool. Remember him? I mean, crikey. Oh, the passed. guy that got speared by the yeah, like a manta ray or, or something. Yeah. Appeared on this show. You know the dolphins mm-hmm. actually take blowfish and and get high off of them and pass them around like a joint? What? Oh, yeah. That's cool, right? I haven't seen that. I didn't know that. What do they have in them that gives them some kind of euphoria? There's some kind of toxin or some oh. kind of whatever. They're poisonous blowfish, right? Yeah, but I don't For know. Us. Dolphins, oh, I mean. Right. Well, we drink alcohol, and that's technically poisoning us. Mm. True. Points. Just saying. Jim, yesterday we also had news of the passing of the 41st First Lady of the United States, uh, Barbara Bush, yeah. um, being remembered uh, last night, this evening, and today, and in the upcoming days. With uh, some of her words of wisdom, here's some on spending time with the family. At the end of your life, you will never regret not having passed one more test, winning one more verdict, or not closing one more deal. You will regret time not spent with a husband, a child, a friend, or a parent. Also, you know, some sage advice. All of this stuff is true, like... The two choices people have in life. You've got two choices in life. You can like what you do, or you can dislike what you do. I've chosen to like what I do, and I think I'm the luckiest woman in the world. It seems simple, but it is so true. Because I see people who, they'll just gripe about it. If you change your attitude about something, it changes everything. Easier said than done. It most certainly is easier said than done, without a doubt. But, you know, it gets down to it. Here she talks about the uh, literacy in America. I honestly believe that if more people could read, write, and comprehend, we would be that much closer to solving so many of the problems that plague our nation. I agree with her. Yeah. You go get them, Barbara. Speaking of marine life, you know that octopuses uh, use the suckers on their tentacles to smell? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not octopi, it's octopuses. Uh, I know that. I guess it'd be hard to have a nose underwater. It's a Greek word, you know. Octopus? I believe so. I got bumped out of a trivia contest by using by coming up with octopi, and it was wrong. It was one of those uh, HQ. Oh, I lost on that question, too. Nah, I know, everybody did. It was like, what? How Man. interesting, Jim. <laughs> I'm fascinated. <laughs> Octopus. Octop- Greek word, huh? What is it? Octopuses? Plural? It's octopuses. Not octopus, octopus. They don't like deer and deer. Octopus, octopus. Yeah, like deer. Octopus is deer. not no, I, think it's octo- I think it's octopuses. Octopus, octopus. No, it's octopuses. Sounds wrong. It does, it, doesn't it? It does sound wrong. It probably isn't wrong, but it sounds wrong. It's only because we've been indoctrinated in low To say octopi. octopi Maybe breath. it is. I don't know. I think it's octopuses. I just know it's not octopi. No, yeah, I know that too. They're very smart. Plural. Octopus are very smart. They are extremely intelligent. Oh, yeah. They predict soccer matches and everything. What? That's true. Nothing like going for the low-hanging fruit Oh, again. my God. And the whole damn program. Wait, low-hanging wait, 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 fruit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I throw something out there, and it's like, oh, yeah, they predict soccer matches. They do. They use one to predict soccer matches. Uh, this is not his wrong. His name is Paul. He's, he's not wrong. Paul the octopus? Yes. It wasn't a joke. They he's believe that wrong. an octopus wow. can think. That's a complex process. When you're three years old, <clears throat> I'm not going to go there. It's not, even worth, it's, not even, it's not even worth my time. 
All right. Okay, so we say goodbye to Barbara Bush and all of the rest of those drops, and let's move on. They're going to make decisions based on experience. Anyway. Barbara Bush what? No, we're done with her. We're past it. We're just going to move on. Uh, Stormy Daniels next up. Uh, She was on the shows. It was yesterday, Jim. Here is her attorney, Avenatti. Avenatti, yes. Avenatti, thank you, Mo, urging viewers to send in tips now that they released the sketch of uh, of the person who threatened her. How many years ago? A lot, like yeah, fifteen okay. or more. Right. No, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the think affair it was. was twelve years ago. No, no, no. But they, well, so ten. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. It's, it's Willem Dafoe. I'm telling you. I, I've heard <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Uh, let's see. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I could see that. Um, there's uh, there's a couple other actors and monsters we're naming today. On Kelly today, she said her husband Mark Consuelo, <laughs> like that. Oh she, my God. she was ready to turn her uh, turn him in for the hundred grand. Uh-huh. She and Ryan Seacrest go on a vacation. Anyway, here is uh, attorney Ryan Seacrest. Ha- yeah, he doesn't need one more second. Yeah. I mean, Penny. We're offering a hundred thousand dollar reward for information leading to the identification of this man. Um, and if people go to ID the Thug at gmail.com they can send us the information this whole damn thing i love it. everything from muller to stormy love this it. is the best soap opera love on tv it. jim comey all of it it's just all yeah it's great and it moves about the same speed of a soap opera oh, yeah. where you go away you, you <laughs> go away yeah. to college yeah. and you come back four years later same and the people, character you know it's everything. so victor and you know his yeah, wives right. and stuff that's true e. uh all right here's the hey you guys have Alexa at home? I do. Yes. I do not. You don't? No. Is there no desire. A, a, an issue of having someone listening to you? Uh, maybe that some of that. I just, don't, I just don't have a desire for it. it just oh, my daughter you. is unnerved. I, she has one and she's... Yeah, I, lo- I love mine. I have them home. I have them at work. Use yeah. them all the, I use them every day. Uh, but, you know, they can do a lot, but they can't do everything. Alexa. How do you spell hors d'oeuvres? Hors d'oeuvres is spelled hors d'oeuvres. There you go. Very helpful. So, <laughs> she can't spell hors d'oeuvres for you or hors d'oeuvres. Octopuses she... also use suckers to uh, taste. You do? You don't say. Mm-hmm. Oh. But their mouth is under their bulbous part in the middle, right? So they bring food up and under. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I thought that was beak. how they. Hmm? Yeah. They have a beak. That's they right. They do have a beak. Under. It's scary. They're a lot smarter than squid. Yeah, squids are dumb. How many tentacles do they have? I don't know. Oh, six. Oh. I'll never eat calamari again. Why? Because they're highly intelligent animals. Well, Alexa may not be able to spell hors d'oeuvres, but she can play her favorite radio station. Getting WTKS Orlando Radio from iHeartRadio. Oh, boy. So that's all you have to do if you want to hear our show. <laughs> that's 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 quite a you want quite b- a drop there. Yeah. Well, it would have been great if I could do it, uh, you know, in between the octopus talk. Really? You, know, it's, you, you know. don't like being interrupted during the news. Hmm. <laughs> How does that work? It makes the news better, Mo. I see. Uh, well, I'm talking about an octopus than Barbara Bush. At least we're doing it without coughing. Yep. At least today. That's your audio file. That's it. Oh no! I don't he's know. Pissy, pissy. No, I. What I, else you got? I 
canceled half of this stuff. You got three minutes. All right, let's. Come on. Uh, oh, he doesn't seem excited now. Well, I played. You know, I had to skip because you, you know, you weren't into it. So we skip stuff. You when didn't... you changed the topic, I. I shelved the rest of the audio. You shouldn't shelve anything. You never know how long I, I might go on for five minutes. I might go on for five seconds. You know, I just—it's—it's a, it's a stream of consciousness. Things just entered my mind. I have to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you can't be stopped. I thought the octopus thing was interesting. Uh huh. Pinkman, you know, grabs the low-lying fruit, low-hanging true. fruit. Would you rather him not <laughs> respond? He's, he's predicted like the last four World Cups. Every damn thing, you know, not everything is a joke all the time. It but, wasn't a joke. Yeah, you were trying to, yeah, but you said it in Dick a jocular Sockerson. fashion. I say everything in a jocular well, fashion. Well, stop that. You don't have to. You're a smart kid, for smart young man for crying out loud. Not everything is, you know, let me right. see if I can get a laugh out of this. But if he doesn't say that, then you say. Nobody's listening that, to me. That's not going anywhere. Oh, that's going nowhere. Well, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Oh. It was. I was willing to talk about Paul the Octopus predicting the World Cup. Jeez, I thought you'd at least get excited about uh, dolphins passing around a blowfish like a joint. I love dolphins. I thought you were going to say you love a joint. No, how dare you. Oh. See, see, Alexa, this is why you want to listen. Getting WTKS oh Orlando Radio from iHeartRadio. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't have one of those things yeah. in my house. They're That's listening. How- they're, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're gathering everything. Did you ever have Alexa sing you happy birthday? Yep. That's always Talk to yourself, picking it no. up, and it's then it's going to Alexa does Alexa headquarters. Alexa does better than uh, Google. I have the Google Home Assistant as well. <laughs> Desire. I'm not quite sure why. Probably I don't know how to set it up. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Set it up. You huh? can set it up. Yeah, but what for? What? What would I do with it? You can play trivia. You can check the weather. I don't want to play trivia. You can play music anytime. What? I'll do it dinner time. I'll Give say me the headlines. Alexa, I don't need it for, to, to to check the weather. I say Alexa, play Frank Sinatra, and then boom, it oh. starts playing Frank Sinatra music during dinner. Nice. Sometimes it's Dean Martin. I think I did <laughs> hits in the forty. No, I did Glenn Miller the other day. Very nice. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Pennsylvania six five thousand. I like Tommy Dorsey a little bit better. You can do that. Yeah, a little Benny Goodman, something. Yes. Now, don't say it now because we don't want to change anyone currently listening to us. All right, there we go. Alexa, volume ten. Plenty of things to talk about this afternoon. Don't forget, Scott Maxwell will join us later in the program as well. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Great column today as it relates to big sugar and campaign contributions. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Research shows that the organs of those who have overdosed can in fact be used in organ transplants. This is really helping with the organ donor shortage. Thank goodness because Big Daddy is tired of not having a heart. Next, China has unleashed a chicken army to combat its locust problem. It's just as the bare naked lady's prophecy foretold. Chicka tea China the Chinese chicken you have a locust and your brain starts ticking. Finally, a Russian woman has been fined for accidentally falling on a baggage carousel at an airport. She says it was an accident but I think she just was brave enough to do what everyone thinks of doing at the airport. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. You know, I don't really ask a whole lot out of this relationship. But, um, I just feel like I'm being taken for granted. 
I guess this is what happens when you get the milk for free. Call. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Phillips file for a Wednesday, Orlando City Soccer Club head coach Jason Kreiss, our guest in studio tomorrow at 4. Shot Doctor comes in later in the program for Shot Doctor casting call. We will also talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Do we have a bet on Scott Pruitt, the head of the EPA? Uh, yeah, I think yes. so, yes. What did I say? He'd be out by when? Labor Day. Uh, Can you see. name a member of the administration you don't have a bet no, on? No, John <laughs> Kelly, you say, is out by Labor Day. Let's see, Scott Pruitt. Uh, you need to alphabetize him up. I know. Scott Pruitt, uh, out by June 15th. Sorry. Found oh, jeez. Yeah, maybe. I'll. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. We'll stay with that one. No, we'll see. Why now? You don't think he's leaving, or you do think he's leaving? No, I just I couldn't remember whether I had a bet with yeah, Bateman on totally Scott Pruitt, at the head yep. of the EPA. He's a real case, isn't he? Yeah, he wanted the uh, freedom to uh, <laughs> with his security detail whether he was going to a meeting or going to a restaurant, going to dinner, yeah, to use That's the right. flashing lights on his. Uh, on his vehicles. This guy is such an over-the-top prick. It is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is. When you look at all the things he expected yeah, and yeah. wants. They said, He's no. still in charge, too. It's, no, exactly. They won't do anything to him. The security detail is, like five, is five times larger than the previous uh, head of the EPA. Yeah. First class, baby. First class. Doesn't he have the, isn't he the one with the soundproof booth? Yeah, $43,000. Exactly. And they said there's a soundproof booth, but it's just a floor above if he wanted that kind of security. He could have gone up there if he needed to talk to the White House very quietly. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And, and the rule is any of these cabinet secretaries can revamp their offices, but if it's anything more than $5,000, they have to ask permission. Right. $43,000. And he didn't ask, a, he didn't say boo to anybody. He's gone. Nobody's going to do He's done anything. enough damage to the president. Well, you did a good job. Yeah. You know, taking environment out of the Environmental Protection Agency. Good right. for you. Good uh-huh. job. Is global warming really a bad thing? He did say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he spent buy, most of his career. Doesn't buy in it, into any of it. He spent most of his career suing the EPA and, and championing it for its demise. Yeah, it's the Attorney General in Oklahoma. <laughs> Joke Lenoma. Yep. And he's living in a... What a fifty dollar a week apartment or fifty dollar a night apartment uh, yeah, it's owned cheap. by a lobbyist in Washington D.C. Yep, the wife of a lobbyist. Yeah, like whatever. Uh, I know. Other than that, oh, he's a, he's a pip. Yep, but you did say that if Sessions is kicked out, that Scott Pruitt will be the Attorney General. Scott Pruitt, they say, wanted the job. Wanted the job. Oh, I see. And he also wants to be uh, possibly go back to Oklahoma and run for governor. Oh. Because he wants to run for president. And that would be another notch on his gun belt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, he served in the federal government, then he went back home, he became the governor, blah, 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 blah. And he's a shoe in, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Maybe. I don't know. A couple of but years yeah, ago, I would say, there's not a damn chance. But now it's like, eh, you never know. 
going to fly anytime soon? Uh, no, I had that conversation this morning with my husband. Yep. If I was, if I had something on the books, I would. It would, it would give me pause. Yeah, but what are the odds? If you're working the odds, then you say, "But geez, what are the odds of you know a, of an engine blowing up and blowing out a window, and get sucked out of the plane?" I don't know. What what I think there is there is there is a bet a real better than average chance of them not doing their maintenance due diligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I'm just wait, amazed that the thing's fly in the first place. Mo, what you said? There's. A better than average chance that that they, they're not doing that, their that, maintenance. That they're letting the maintenance stuff slide. I would think there's a better than average chance they're going to double down and do extra maintenance. I think you might be right, and it's metal fatigue. These things happen. Yeah, I don't know whether you can test every piece and part of a jetliner for metal fatigue. Yeah, well, I don't want. I don't know what the. The, the requirement is how often they must, you know, check all the blades and check all the rivets and do all of that. But it seems like it's an overwhelming job to go over every piece of metal with a fine tooth comb. So I think that they sort of say, yeah, it looks good. And that's it. I think yeah. you have, have a bigger chance of uh, being injured in a, in a bus accident. Okay. Or well, driving somewhere, certainly. Yeah. But because we have so many thousands of people, this is we, this is the argument I had this morning. This is a national story. Yes. Why? Because thousands of Americans get on planes every day and cross crisscross the country and hop on these flights for one hour or seven hours, and they, you know, if if it's a, if it's an accident at a stop sign and somebody dies, it's not national news. If it's a, an accident where a lady is sucked out of a window, of course, it's national news. Yeah, because that just didn't happen. Doesn't if happen it happened anything. every day, it wouldn't have made it wouldn't it wouldn't be a news story, right? But that held, you know, I've never heard of that. I've oh, heard well, of the no. possibility. I've never heard of anybody getting sucked out of a plane. Have you? Uh uh-uh. uh Well, that's what I'm saying. Of course, it's, it's a, a news national story. story. It's like a man bites dog thing. You know, well, I dog, understand, yeah, I understand know, that. It's a little out of the ordinary. Exactly. It's but a lot out of the ordinary. Yeah. I don't. So it makes me makes me anxious. It doesn't make me anxious when I hear there's a, a car accident. Do I think twice about getting in my car? No. Well, you probably should. Yeah, especially right. the way you drive. Hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, you're closer that. to injury or death on the roads at any given moment than you probably are in a jet line. I can't live like that. At your age, when you renew your license, do they make you take the uh, test again, Mo? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Do you ever have to take the driving test again? I don't know if we ever do. I think once you're 16... Eyesight you know, test. I remember they were talking do. about that for seniors because... Seniors? Uh, the ones driving through crowds of people. I'm not seniors. Seniors. You got an AARP card? I don't. I just want to see what my license Have they is. sent you a card? They start sending you cards when you're 49. Or yeah. Your Honor... <laughs> you direct the witness to answer the question. The question was, have you been offered an AARP card? Uh, Get one in the mail? I don't know, because if I see the return address from AARP, I throw it in the trash. Is your eyesight that bad in your no. elder years? No, <laughs> I throw it right in the garbage. You can't tell what's coming in the mail anymore. I open up, I see the mail, I look at the return address, AARP, I go like this. And I rip it like this, and I throw it in the trash. It's insulting. I am insulted when I get it. Like, ha, how dare you? Pretty soon, they're probably lower to age 38 or something. Start sending you that damn car. AARP. Give you what's what. Give you one of these knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't open it. I don't know what they offer me because I don't know what they're offering me. Are they offering me insurance? Are they offering me a card? Are they offering me a discount? Discounts. I'm yeah, not you get interested. these discounts. Nope.
Go to Morrison's. Go <laughs> to Morrison's discount. I rip it right up. A five o'clock special. Yeah. That chocolate pudding, that chocolate pudding at Morrison's pretty I good. Hate, they got that little pudding. squirt of whipped cream on top. When was the last time you were at a Morrison's? A Morrison's. Are they even open? They're not even open. I have no idea. <laughs> no. I don't even know if places there like that exist anymore. Like a cafeteria where you take your yeah. train, you go down I the I know what they are. Yeah. Well, people might not know Morrison's. It's like a. That's true. You get your tray and you go, it's like a, it's a cafeteria. And, and you slide the tray she... down there and then you get maybe two helpings of chocolate pudding. And you had to get an entree well, or something. you could pick whatever you want. You could have green You take beans. whatever you want. Yeah, you can have whatever you want. But like an automat. It's like It's no Rustler Steakhouse. Salisbury Steak or something. Yeah. Yeah. They have that and they have fish. It always smells a little funky. You know, they would always have a chicken thing, a beef thing, a fish thing. Yeah, you just Lots reach in there underneath a sneeze bar and grab, you know, what, whatever you... Well, it's already what, in a little cup sometimes. I know what I, you know, but everybody you else... You have to dish it out of a number 10 can. Yep. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to ask the Morrison's lady for your serving. It's not always pre-prepared, you know, pre... Uh, like a prison line? Yeah, like, hey, can I have some Salisbury steak? Sure. <laughs> and they plop it on your plate. Yeah. Sure. You know... Big uh, scoop of mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes and those green beans yeah. that are so mushy. Yeah. It's like, I don't know who thinks that's a good idea. The corn was always good. They're overcooked. The corn was always good. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to mess up corn. Just heat it up out of That's the That's all can. you have to do. Just heat it up. You don't have to really cook it. Just heat it up. Someone said Morrison's closed back in 1992. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you got, 26 years about, ago. Yeah. The corn. Oh my I couldn't think of any the other place. No. no, the corn's good. Yeah. <laughs> It's really gross. I don't think they even have any, like, that style I don't think they do anymore. No. no. I don't think so. When I was in Hawaii, I, everybody was fishing, you know, in my little group. So, so I went and got my nails done or something. And down the plaza was, a, it said, the right slice or something. It was a pie shop. Oh, yeah, So I brother. thought, oh, that's good. I should treat myself to a piece of pie. I'll get a pedicure and a pie, piece of pie. I was like, yeah. so excited. When you walk in, there's no people in this bakery. It's all uh, automat. Yeah, and you could get. I you like know, that. I did too. It the thing is, there's three or four of these like vending machine kind of get things. Out. It was the coolest thing ever. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. The oh, right. Way the hell out there, and they got one of those types of places. Yeah. Yeah. So you get lemon meringue. You just open a little door. And, and you open the door, and you get you swipe your card, and you put you know like you do here to get your Snickers or to get M and M's. You push. Sweet. You push the button. And then it, that door opens, and you take out your piece. They had passion fruit pie. They had cheesecake type stuff. They had apple lattice work kind of pie. They had all kinds. Did you of get stuff. some ice cream? I don't know. Not in that store. Just pie. But you could also, if you wanted to, buy savory pies too, like um, pot pies. Mm. Not just sweet, but savory pies. Oh, poi pie. Ah, no. Got that oh. right, brother? That's nasty. Oh yeah, brother. Oh, Chunks of spam on top, brother. That's oh, gross. No, no, they didn't have that. Oh yeah. No, no. Mm-mm. Steam spam pie. That's gross. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From. Oh, 
okie dokie then. Thank you. Enough of him. Her. <laughs> Who is that? That's a guy. The him band her. is AWOL Nation. AWOL oh, Nation. Of course it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sales. Yep. Some of the music you hear on Real Music Weekends here on Real Radio 104.4. Are they a new Ooh. band? Dale or Winton no, died. Who? Remember Supermarket Sweep? What? Supermarket Sweep. Yes. Yeah. Died at what the age of 62. Who's the, um, the host? Yeah. What do they do? Run with a basket? I have no idea. Oh, it just says know. the TV presenter Dale Winton, who hosted Supermarket Sweep. I don't even know what that is. It sounds like a I'd British run around thing. with a cart and fill as much crap in there as you can. I don't know what yes. that is. Yes. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought they sweep the supermarket. He's died at the age of 62. Sure, yes, they give a, you a broom. Great game show, Mo. And the person does the best <laughs> job cleaning up aisle three. Yeah, see? <laughs> There's a, a protein spill. You never know. Ugh. I know. You never watched it? No. You never watched it? What is yeah, it? What is it? Uh, it was on for like 40 years. Well, what was it? In what country? In America. <laughs> oh, well, I never saw it. It was a quiz show yes. and a timed race through a supermarket. What do you go for if you're, and, you only have a couple minutes? And, and you're you getting to... most expensive meats. Meat? Yeah, you have to have the most value in your cart to win. So why don't so... you just stand at the meat count in the butcher's area and put crap in? So maybe you're maybe you can only have a certain amount of any one item. Oh, well, did maybe. they do it overnight in a supermarket? They must have. Go or for what? the sirloin. <laughs> yeah, I, I would suppose. Uh, I'd be really pissed off if like, get out of my way. What get about the, the, supermarket sweep? Get lamb or I'm something. I'm just here for diapers. Oh, diapers. diapers are expensive. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, lamb, though. It depends on the supermarket. Some supermarket, you don't get to find any lamb. No. So you have to get maybe a big brisket or something. I can't like, even find ground pork at uh, a big Publix. Cor- a corned beef. Get a corned beef. You'll get something. That, that costs you. What else is, though? Okay, after we go to the meat counter, the case, what do you get after that? Does it have to be food or anything you can buy in a supermarket? No, I like think what, it was all cleaning food. products. Oh, yeah, you can buy some uh, kitchen accessories. No, no, you can't get that. Well, you I mean, can you, at Publix. Yes, you can get it, but that's a whisk. not what. No, <laughs> a whisk. That's three dollars. You could get cereal. Those cereal boxes are expensive. What else can you get? I had a bowl of Wheaties for the first time. Oh, what's the matter? What? Oh, recently? What? No, I had it fifteen years ago, and I just want to let it. I just yes, I bought a box of Wheaties, and I had a bowl of Wheaties. A little. Sugar on top and milk, yeah. and it was good. Was it real milk or almond milk? Almond juice? I don't know. I don't drink that. I, oh, you don't? I'm afraid of it. Okay. I think. I'm afraid of it, too. Just the sound of it. it I want to hurl. It sounds yash, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Like you're crushing almonds into something so hard that some, something's coming out of you're there. You're liquefying the almonds. Yeah. Mm-mm. Or soybeans or something. It's like whoa. yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sound good to me. I mean, it's probably I imagine better it's very for you. Good. Better for you to cow milk. Yeah, you get man boobs or something out of that. <laughs> <sighs> Can't wear banlon after that. No, you have to really be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather is ninety percent go for tonight's SpaceX launch, Jim. It's at six fifty one. Less than two hours from now. Cool. Just stay tuned. It's on the launch pad. It's ready. It looks like it's ready to go. This is uh, going up and coming back. Yeah. Well, the bottom is. Yeah. And I think parts of the nose cone are trying to land out. Out on the barge. Uh, yes, the barge. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico was hit with a gigantic Oof, blackout today. I saw that. These poor people in Puerto Rico, they can't get a break. Yeah. At one time, it was it was island wide. <laughs> Somebody get in the shaft of Puerto Rico, you yeah, think? You think? <laughs> About that. Yeah, just, think... You can't even, after all, how many months now since that hurricane? Seven. And they're still without power? Yeah. Here's Tyler on Real Radio. Go ahead, Tyler. 
Jim, I'm 31 years old, and I remember supermarket sweeps. Well, I don't. I was out on the streets protesting, (laughs) goddammit. Golly, get all upset about it. In the 80s? I don't know. A lot of issues. You have to get out there. I was hitting the barricades, baby. Why don't you explain what it is? Because I never saw it. Yeah, I I have no idea. So you get, it was usually couples, and, you know, like Pinkman said, there was some trivia involved, and then you get down to the end, and the main challenge was to see if you can get the most amount you know, total in your cart. So it was great to see these 40-year-old housewives running down the frozen meat aisle just grabbing all these giant 20-pound turkeys and filling up their cart. And, and then they're bashing carts into each other. Oh, yeah. and just just arm-clearing shelves into the cart, and then they get down to the end. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, you got 190, but they got 194. Oh, and then, you know, you, oh, it was great. Now, it this, was must-see TV. This is, this is an American show, or is this a British show? No, it's American. You I don't remember. I, I, I have no clue. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. No clue. All right. See no you. Clue. Bye. Turkeys. Oh, yeah, bro. Pound for pound, though. I don't know. Uh, that is... turkey's not going to be that. No, because you get this big, gigantic turkey takes up half your cart. No, you need a you need what? a rib roast or something. Bottled think... water's worth money. And meat. You got to get. You got to go meat. But they don't let you get everything meat. So what do you get after meat? I mean, do you get like. Um, Dairy products? No, that's not expensive. Milk? Yogurt? Eggs? Butter? I know what's in the dairy case. Thank you for listening at all. (laughs) Sour cream? No. Uh, Well, yes, what's in this dairy case? Frozen pizza? Maybe ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Ice cream is super expensive now. You know, and they shrunk the size of the carton, so you're paying, you know, $5 for a square. Yeah, just knock all the Ben and Jerry's into your cart. Yeah, that's expensive. (laughs) Or the Hagen's good idea. They have the big Marie calendars, family size. You could get some of that. How about some vegetables? I think produce is not going to be the way to go. Oh, you go to some of that packaged uh, herbs? Oh, yeah. That stuff oh, yeah. is expensive. That's true. You want a little thing of rosemary? Cost you 15 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe go to the spices and try to get some saffron or something. Something That's, that's really, a good idea. Uh, you get know? some olive oil. Oh, olive oil is a good choice. Baby formula, caviar. Yeah, Ooh, get something caviar. in a tin. Yeah, something in a tin. Yeah, shoe polish. No, Macadamia nuts. Oh, nuts are good. Is idea Kiwi too. the only manufacturer of shoe polish for crying out loud? I think so. <laughs> no, they see. own it. Yeah, they yeah, do. I they own it. Right. So they got a monopoly on shoe polish. Everyone's out. Uh, why bother? They got right. a lot. So it looks scuffed. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a good product. I mean, they make a good it's shoe fine. polish. Yeah, but, but it's only for leather shoes, and people wear you know canvas shoes. They wear plastic. You know. Yeah, but it, I, nobody polishes their canvas shoes. I'm talking about a shoe polish. Shoe po- right and. I don't think it's that hot of an item. Shoe polish? It's all the little tiny little cans. Little tins. That, you know, how many how many can, uh, tins of shoe polish is public going to sell on any given day? Maybe none. Zero, I would say but zero. You count up all Two. the places where shoe polish is sold. They're making, they're, making, they're making a bundle. Sell it at Walgreens and CVS. They have it, don't they? They're making a bundle. It's all over the place. <laughs> well, they must be making something because they're still in business after all this time. Yeah, you right? got the army. Oh, they make you polish there, but do they use kiwi? I don't know. It's like can- Tabasco. Canned ham. All right, where am I going Ew, with this? Canned ham. Yeah, where are do you not going put with a this? canned ham. With Tabasco. In the- yes. Supermarket sweep. Because Tabasco out of Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, starting, I think, during Vietnam, because the food was so bland. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that was uh, delivered out to, uh, to, you know, GIs out in the field, Marines out in the field, that they started, they had a contract, I think the Armed Forces a contract with the Tabasco people, and they started manufacturing a teeny little, tiny little, could put a little zip you know, into yeah. your uh, into your rations. It's from someplace like Macalini or Macalini. Family owned and operated for generations. Yeah. Macalini. Henry. I'm not a big fan of Tabasco. Macalini. Yeah. Do you like that Cholula? I like Crystal. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Dennis. Joey is the backup. As I head to the soundproof booth, Mr. Pinkman will tell you the prize. Oh, yeah, bro. Win it before you can buy it. A pair of tickets to see Lewis Black, the Jokes on Us tour at the Dr. Phillips Center, Saturday, October 6th of 2018. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 420 at the Dr. Phillips box office or online at drphillipscenter.org. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. Yes. Much appreciated. You are welcome. Let's get Dennis on board. Great prize, by the way. I'm saying. Hello, Dennis. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Uh, we have a category for you submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, in honor of this Sunday. Actually, this weekend. Sunday is Earth Day, right? Yeah. Saturday is Earth Day birthday, the 25th uh, concert uh, our sister station WJRR puts on. And so the category is Happy Birthday Earth Day. Facts and figures about Earth Day and its birthday. Are you ready to go? I live in the state of Redmond. Oh, no. (laughs) Not another one. (laughs) All right, Dennis. Hang on. Here we go in three, two, one. Earth Day was first celebrated in 1970. How many million people participated in the first rally? Three. British rockers Bush will perform Saturday. They won the American Music Award for Favorite Alternative Group. What year was that? 96. The environmental movement had grassroots appeal following the publishing of Rachel Carlson's Silent Spring, first published in this year. 1990. WJRR has been putting on Earth Day birthday for some time now. What anniversary will we celebrate this weekend? 31st. Over 9 billion tons of plastic has been generated. What percentage of that is recycled? 10. Time. Oh, that's sort of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should read the category before I start talking about start the event. Start blabbing it out, boy. I didn't know he, how much specific out. he was going to get on the event. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie Bradson. Mm. Yeah, Brad Jackson. Hi, I'm Brad Jackson. That sounds like a nightly news anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it sounds like a country uh, Brad, DJ. That works, too. I'm Brad Jackson. That <laughs> sounds like a country star. Hello, Jim. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to uh, put down the time of your opponent. 
as you get ready to play your round of closest to the pin. Right. And the category submitted by Brad. Okay. It's happy birthday, Earth Day. Okay. Facts and figures about Earth Day and its birthday in reference to WJRR's Saturday's festivities. It's their concert and celebration of Earth Day. And then, of course, this Sunday is Earth Day and my wife's birthday. Taco Bobby Ooh. there. He will. He most oh, certainly yes. will be there. I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Pat Lynch. Yes, of course. he'll be there All as well. Of them there. Yep. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Nice guys. And his Google Home Assistant. Hey, Google. What's the weather? <laughs> uh, hey, Jim, you ready to go? Sure. We're going to go in three, two, one. Earth Day was first celebrated in 1970. How many million people participated in the first rally? Oh, uh, uh, one million. British rockers Bush will perform Saturday. Yeah. They won the American Music Award for Favorite Alternative Group. What year was that? Oh, that was in 2011. The environmental movement had grassroots appeal following the publishing of Rachel Carlson's Silent Spring, first published in this year. 1959. WJRR has been putting on Earth Day birthday for some time yeah. now. What anniversary will we celebrate this weekend? 20th. Over 9 billion tons of plastic has been generated. What percent of that is recycled? Oh, that's uh, 26%. <laughs> time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jim, I have boy. your time, but I'm adding five seconds to it. Oh, sure. Boy. Oh, my. I'm concerned about all the plastic floating in the ocean. I think we're going to have to build ships that can scoop it up. Or we're I just going to leave it there. What did they say? Bigger than Texas? Yeah. Yeah, that's big gigantic good. seas of plastic. Uh huh. I mean, how many ships would it take with like traditional fishing nets to scoop all of that out? Is this a joke or a riddle? Or no, something? I'm oh. serious. It's I'm, a serious problem. Yeah, it sounded absolutely. like a riddle. How no. many? You know, does it take to screw in a light bulb? Carlin's right. That's our purpose. That's why you know. Make plastic. That's why we're here. Make plastic. We made enough of it. Now it's time for us to go. Mm. Mm. Like the mm. dinosaurs. You ready to go? Why not? Ready? Set. All I do is mess things up. Let's grade this thing, Pop. <laughs> Fine with me. Hey. Over a billion people nowadays celebrate Earth Day. How many million people did it on the very first one, 1970? Signed into law by Richard Nixon, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Also uh, created the EPA. How many million people celebrated the first Earth Day? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dan- Dennis said. He said three million. And Jim? One. 20 million, Dennis wow. leads one nothing. Bush will be performing headlining Earth Day birthday this year at the Central Florida Fairgrounds this Saturday. Right, I got this. They won the American Music Award for Favorite Alternative Group mm-hmm. in this. what year? Yeah. Dennis said. 96. Jim. 2011. 1998. Oh, Dennis gets a point. Whoopsie. Jim. I thought it was Brush. I'm sorry. Oh, Bush. Rachel (laughs) Carlson wrote Silent Spring. It was a a book first published in what year? Dennis said. 90. I'll take it. Jim. 59. 62. Jim's on the board. Two to one. Yeah. Two to go. Jim, Jim, while you were out, we talked about how this is the 25th anniversary for Earth Day birthday. And then we asked Dennis, what anniversary are we celebrating this weekend for Earth Day birthday? What do you say, he 30? said 31. Yeah, you okay. said 20. The answer 25. You're Jim is closer, closer by one. Jim yeah. gets the point. Oh, it's oh, all God. tied up. Oh my god, here we go. Oh boy. 2 to 2. Oh, Dennis. 9 billion tons of plastic has been generated. Yeah. 79% ends up in landfills. The rest is burned off. 
What percentage of it is recycled? Oof. Dennis, for the win. Eh. Dennis. 10%. 10%. Jim. 26. The answer? 9%. Oh, Dennis is closer. Dennis wins. Oh, Dennis, good job. You took me down. Thanks for playing closest to the pin. Remember, wow. close only counts in horseshoes, Damn. hand grenades, and closest to the pin. And be sure to take those rings that you get in those six packs and cut them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That's bad for birds, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, birds. Pelicans definitely. and things. Yeah. Uh, Jim, speaking of Earth Day birthday, you know, we have the Daily Five. Each day we put five names of listeners on our website. The first one to contact us wins the prize of the day. Uh, congratulations to Jody Shadron. She won the uh, Bon Jovi floor seats for tonight. Wow. Today's prize for one of the five names on our website, realradio.fm slash the Daily Five. Four tickets to Earth Day birthday 25 this Saturday at the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Again, go see if your name is on the list. RealRadio.fm slash The Daily Five. Happy birthday, Earth. It was fun (laughs) while it lasted. Uh It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Some Chinese public toilets have now been equipped with facial recognition technology in an attempt to prevent toilet paper theft. Great. Now you'll have people wearing Ronald Reagan masks just to go to the bathroom so they can use extra TP. Next, a British teen has started a GoFundMe page to help him bathe in gravy. I am not against this. This is one of the finest ideas I have ever heard. Finally, a man in Birmingham, Alabama has been charged twice with stealing cigarettes. Sounds like it's hard to kick the habit. I'm sorry. I shouldn't make him the, but, of the joke. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right. What's your deal? You're in the home you want to stay in forever? Why not refinance it if you can get better rates? You want to buy a new home? Got to pay for it somehow. How are you going to secure a mortgage? I suggest WeAreNotTheBanks.com. They're not the banks. They're better. Brad Siebert and his team, they've been doing this for a year. I use them for my refinance. Take you through every step of the process. Tell you exactly what you're going to need. Can close in 30 days in most cases. WeAreNotTheBanks.com is a direct lender, and they are mortgages made easy, and they can work with you. See what they can do for you. Their service is second to none. You find them online at WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the- Wednesday edition of the Phillips File. Of course, every Wednesday, we spend some time with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We'll talk with Scott today. We're going to talk about Big Sugar down in South Florida. We're also going to talk about his uh, musical acting career as well. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. I love the column today because the column today is about Big Sugar. And I don't know about you, but a number of years ago, I was talking about Big Sugar and the subsidies and, you know, them turning the Everglades into a toilet, as you say in your column today. And, you know, we pay for it on one end and the other through subsidies and tax supports. 
And then we have to pay to clean up the mess that they make. And I remember getting, God, man, I got this big, fancy, le- remember that letter oh, from yes. like the U.S. Sugar Corporation? Uh, it was like one of those. They're quick. Yeah, we heard the program, and we just want to be clear. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the next step? A subpoena? What's going on here? Anyway, oh. your column today is about uh-huh. political contributions and big sugar. And there's finally quite possibly a move afoot to, uh, what, take down big sugar a little bit? In Florida, uh, yeah, there, no, there is definitely a move. Uh, I am not. I'm going to, you know, hold my breath to make to see it happens because they've got more money and clout than real than all but a very few industries. Right. That was one of the points. Because, you, you know, guys like you and I, we, we've been following politics for a while. We throw a name out like Big Sugar and people, your listeners, my readers, go, oh, there go the gas bags railing off again. And if you don't really know much about it, if you think about it, the phrase sounds kind of stupid. It sounds like large bunny. I mean, it, do, it doesn't sound, <laughs> you know, that bad. Big Sugar, what's, what's, what's the big deal? But, but what, uh, we're, wait, what you know and what I was writing about is that you pay coming, going, and everywhere in between for this scheme. That 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 the sugar industry, which is primarily really, it's like three or four companies mm-hmm. in South Florida alone. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something that's spread out. It's it's made a few families just mega rich. They have got politicians, mainly Congress, to give a scheme that keeps them subsidized. Unlike any other industry, they get these special. They get loans. Uh, these loans from the government. They get buybacks if they make too much and they can't sell it. The government promises to buy it. Uh, they have set price minimums. Uh, that that they uh, that they uh, that they guarantee they will get so much money for it right. if it doesn't fetch it at, at at fair market values. And what all of this does is, first of all, uh, you spend all this money. Now, now, what the package you got, by the way, sugar will tell you, well, we don't give subsidies. We don't get any any subsidies. Right. I can, you can call a pile of dog poop a you know pile of fairy dust. It's still dog poop. And uh, what what they're trying to say is they don't get money directly, but they get all those things we we just, we just talked about. And so uh, you, so you first pay for it for your, with your tax dollars. But what that also does is it inflates the price of sugar. It inflates inflates the price of sugar from anywhere to two to three times on what it would otherwise fetch on the world market. And that means when you go to the grocery store, you're paying higher prices. And if you, and if you're not aware of everything sugar is in, from ketchup and spaghetti sauce, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God, it's everything. So it's inflating your prices there. But then, as you mentioned, the other thing is that sugar has been largely uh, uh, responsible, which you know even better than I, you have followed longer than I, for uh, just fouling the southern half of our state largely through getting politicians to redirect water, redirect the natural flow of water to help their their agribusiness needs. Uh, And we have spent billions, that's with a B, billions of dollars to clean this up, and uh, it's gone on for decades. And they would like you to believe, at least it's been my experience, uh, they would like you to believe that, uh, you know, if if big sugar, if these price supports and subsidies and everything else were taken away, they, they, they you know, they would like to say, well, the whole Florida economy would just fall apart. Like like uh, sugar is, is the thing that props up the entire Sunshine State economy. And, and you're absolutely correct. It's only a few companies that benefit in this, yep. and to a certain degree, only a few families that benefit, and they're multi-zillionaires mm-hmm. off, off, off sugar that's supported by taxpayers on one yep. end and the other. 
And and when you are right, the jobs are uh, really minuscule in the Correct. grand scheme of things. A lot of them are crap wages. I mean, if you look at the sort of the the, the history of the migrant workers that have been used in this industry, I mean, sugar has been sugar was like a leading force in trying to beat back efforts to require businesses to make legal hires. Uh, there was an effort to do that, and they're like, oh hell, hell no, we can't. You know, if we had to start paying people an actual nine dollars an hour, that that might be a problem, or or or. More than that, I guess it would be. So, so yeah, th- th- that doesn't fall apart. I mean, th- their arguments don't stand up to scrutiny. So then you ask yourself, Jim, and I ask myself, well, why are we doing it this way? Because when you explain it to people, how they pay more, how these are subsidies only for this one industry. Uh, now, you could make an argument, and by the way, it's sort of a socialist argument, that we should prop up every industry. Hell, we could make an argument that government should be in charge of sugar and peaches and strawberries and tomatoes and everything and, and, and newspapers and every other production. But that's generally not the way that country works. So when you explain to people they get this one subsidy, nobody thinks it's a good idea. But the reason we continue to do it is because sugar is so good at plowing these people with money. Both Marco Rubio, a Republican, and Bill Nelson, a Democrat, both managed to be the number one recipients of sugar money uh, during their respective election years. Rick Scott's gotten about $600,000 uh, uh, over the past couple of years. He's been in office. Pepe Fanjul, the, uh, one of the Florida executives, had Scott over to his house for a fundraiser right after it happened. We've written before about how sugar whisks our state officials, including our agriculture commissioner, off to these secretive uh, hunting trips in Texas on land that they own over there. Mm-hmm. They do it to, they've been cozy with the Bushes. They've been cozy with the Clintons. It's blue. It's red. They just buy off everyone in the state of Florida so that now we come full circle to your original point. There is a movement where the rest of the country is going, what in the hell is going on? Why are we doing this? And you have 70-some members of Congress from 23 states saying we need to end the uh, sugar subsidies, but there is not one, zero goose egg from Florida who has signed on to this effort. Yeah, because the amount of political money that's being transferred out of the pockets of sugar growers, not sugar, not uh, not, uh, not necessarily farmers or workers. They're not the ones donating. Oh, it's no, the yeah, one don't making buy the million... family farm stuff on this. No, 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 no. That's no. the big the uh, sugar producers that are taking no. uh, big pots of money and handing it over to politicians so they remain protected. But you're right. Uh, we pay for it on one end, and we pay for it on the other end as well. Let me move on to uh, you had a great column as well the other day about uh, your daughter who's uh, going off to college. And uh, you were commenting about she she's in a play, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you found yourself in the production as well. Is that correct? And how'd that, how'd that happen? So I, uh, you know, just like every other mom and dad out there, I've chauffeured my kids around to everything uh, they've ever done. Yeah. And uh, through... Uh, most of their lives I've sort of done through out of a sense of obligation, and you, you sometimes feel like an Uber driver, except with crappier tips, and you, you, you get guff from the kids in the back seat. Uh, and but recently, she's she's a senior in high school, and uh, when I found myself sitting outside one of the doors at the ballet class, I found myself thinking that this door that I've stared at for all my life, that mm-hmm. I used to loathe and think I had so much more important things to, I had to prep my notes for talking with Jim Phillips, important stuff like that. Uh, I had to do that. It was probably just the best place for me to be and I started to appreciate you know more being there for these little moments and sure. now even though she she could drive herself I you know found myself offering to take her to these things but then as, as you mentioned uh, she came home from a, a, an audition for a local theater uh, about four weeks ago and said uh, dad she looked all bummed and I said what is wrong and she said it's supposed to be a show for adults and they don't have enough adult males 
And, you know, I'm not the quickest guy on the planet, but I realized I am, in fact, an adult male. Uh, I don't may not have a lot else going for me. And uh, to make a long story, oh, well, it's already been long. Uh, yeah, I'm now uh, doing a musical with her. I bet I, you jumped at the uh, chance. I bet you were, I've, you know, you, you, you hear Scott like and really said, well, you it, know, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. I really don't want to do this, but no. it is my daughter. No. I bet you he no. jumped. You did, no. didn't. I, didn't no, you what? write in no, your column that at one too. point in either high school or college you were part of the theater, sure. theater group? I did, and I yeah. uh, uh-huh. I could I could tell you some stories about that, like like the the time I had to do the big kiss, and I didn't realize uh, until after the first time I did it in a romantic role that you don't use your tongue. Oh yeah, come on! Ah, really yeah. embarrassing, uh, and you know to have your <laughs> have the other actress be the one to tell you that. Yeah, so lesson learned. File that under. Uh, put that in my. Now you, you know. No, I we've it, we've and, known Scott for a number of years, yeah, and he's got that so. he's got that show business element in him. You can see it's written <laughs> yeah. all over his face. He uh, will he will he will moderate an event at the, at the drop sure. of a hat. He anything you give him a microphone, you give him a stage, and he is there. What role are you playing? So well, that part's goofy. But wait, in my defense, I want this one last thing. You are right. I do a lot of moderating. One thing though, you have never seen me do. Same. You've never seen me do one of those dances with the stars. You've never seen me do oh, yeah. a singing for the most on those. George I Diaz is doing. I have. I don't do anything with regards to performing because. A, I'm not that good, and B, I'm pretty confident somebody's going to beat the hell out of me with a zucchini, with a rotten zucchini. I read a lot of bad things about people. Uh Uh, So, but I just decided it was the last chance, and yes, so I accepted the role. I uh, am a uh, rapping teacher. Oh, my God. When when, when is the production? Because I want to go now. I, I think will we all check go. and send you details. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you'll never see that email. Oh, I, I'm not talking about. I'm not giving it on the air. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's yes. It's a it's a breakthrough theater. Is it a big it's, role or is it just a? It's it's more of a cameo role. It's a one scene. Uh, <laughs> it's it, Jim. It's a wonderful little show called Strawberry Freckle Face, written by the actress Julianne Moore. Yeah. And it's about a little girl who uh, is ashamed of her freckles. It's a kids show. It's a, it's it's designed for kids. It's corny, it's uh, funny, but it's got a sweet little message. And yes, so I do one scene uh, where I rap and sing you have a one other you have a costume like a Neil Diamond type no. sparkle jacket he's a or something. Teacher, he said he's a teacher. I'm just actually, asking. That is actually I have a very I have a shiny uh, <laughs> disco shirt that my daughter makes sure is buttoned up high enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, because usually, you know, you know sons and daughters, they... They don't want anything to do with you exactly. when they get 16. Oh, yeah, you get, get up to the school and they want to get out two blocks, you know, before the, you know, before right. you would usually let them out and... That's, that is, you are absolutely right. I remember the time I, I went to pick my son up from school, and I was so excited, and I walked across the ball field, and, and he said, uh, and I said, hey, I came here to walk with you, and he said, uh, he said, I can't, I'm meeting somebody, and I said, who? And he goes, anyone? <laughs> anyone but you, Dad. Right? Anyone, he oh. actually said, and, and, and it's been that way, and, and uh, why is that? The, the first, I don't know, because we're, we're idiots. Is, 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 is idiots. it, are we, do, do, as, as we adults, do we try a little bit too hard to be no. cool, and sure. the kids just pick up on that? It's like, just stop, stop doing that. Just stop acting that way. I don't think that's it. I think, what do you that think that's, it is? It's God's evil joke. I mean, they're getting ready to go away, so they want to like make it so easy to say, okay, see ya, you know, because 
most parents oh, are maybe uh, maybe so you think they'd be too have the burden nest syndrome otherwise that's correct yeah, maybe, maybe and no. I, I think though there's there's a little bit of what jim said i i can be a goofball but but the thing that made this neat was she was uh she started beaming and uh, that was part of that was part of what i wrote about is that she never beams at me you know uh, i uh, i could walk home and offer her 1 million dollars cash and she'd roll her eyes uh, a lot of the time but uh this time we're now we're carpooling together we're costume shopping and uh I just realized the window of, uh, you know, her adolescence was closing, and this would be the last chance to do it. So, Kids between uh, the ages of 12 and up till about their early 16. 20s think of adults as certainly their parents as dorks. I mean, it's yes. and it just goes along with the territory, and yeah. I think no matter how hard adults, certainly parents, try, and it seems to me they try too often to be, well, I'm your friend, I'm your pal, I'm your this, you're that. They, you know, they, they see right through you for crying out loud. They just say, stop doing that. Leave, and, leave me and, alone. And, I, and I've heard from a lot of people, and I think Mo can test this. It, it may come back. They, they come back after they get to be uh, young adults. Yeah. I can tell you that my son, who is uh, 15, has told me he will not sit in the theater where his father is rapping unless he is chained down. Oh, <laughs> oh that's I, not I nice. I understand that, and I don't know that I need to make him uh, go. He, I, he said, you know, he's seen those torture things where you pry open somebody's eyeballs. Yes. Like, that's, that's the only way I'm going to watch what you're doing on stage. <laughs> oh, that's, that's nice. That's I bet he'll change his tune when you do it, though. <laughs> Eddie will not. No. Do you only have one performance, or is this uh, you know a two matinee, you know a matinee and an <laughs> evening might, performance? What do you have you going want on? The early bird one, the one yeah. we get dinner and a show for. Well, at my yeah, my age, <laughs> <laughs> early show and then you know dinner at Morrison's uh, at five. It's uh, over the course of about three weeks, and uh, we opened uh, this weekend. Right. Oh, for, oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you, you how do we get this? tickets? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right. No, well. Right. It's, 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 it's at the Breakthrough Theater. That's, breakthrough Theater. That's in Winter Park, right? Yeah, it's a very small theater. I think you're going to, well, I think it will be. <laughs> and and these, this is, uh, this is, yes. And, and by the way, there's alternating casts. Uh, there's a kid's show, an adult show, so you could end up seeing the eight-year-olds who are cute as buttons. See, that's uh, my, that's one of my dreams in retirement. <laughs> is, oh, to be an actor. Yeah, not uh, just go to you know just and not you know I don't have any illusion oh, yeah. about becoming a famous actor, but just somebody in one of those you know backstage background type guys you know uh-huh. where you say I've seen that guy man that guy's had a lot of stuff <laughs> you know I, I, it doesn't we matter his name you, but I can tell Wade over at the theater that you're interested and it's gonna you're gonna be the king and the king and I in the fall opening of the 2018-19 season I mean <laughs> we, we yeah. can make it South Pacific what do you want to do oh Anything that's goes? good. That's yeah. excellent. I'll be, yeah. I'll be, yes, exactly. I'll be like the oh, character Mario Lanza had in the in the movie. Uh-huh. And he put on some of that Kiwi shoe polish on you to get a tan and just <laughs> at a sailor's now, cap. Now, this theater, by the way, only has, I'm not kidding you, 40 seats. So you can't put on so much makeup because you're practically <laughs> sitting in the laps of the people who are, oh, my. Who are there. Yeah, I've been, yeah. Well, it's going to be a stellar boffo performance. I'm sure we'll see something in well, variety the next day. They don't give you top billing or anything, do they? Me? Yeah. No, I'm, I am, uh, no, 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 goodness, no. I'm, I am, no. <laughs> well, I don't know why not. You all have made me very uncomfortable. Well, that's that the whole way. point. All right, what's it? coming up in the next column? What do you got going uh, on? I, I'm paying a little tribute to uh, Henry Landworth, pretty neat guy. Oh, yeah. He founded uh, Give Kids the World, and my God, started off life just dealt a crap hand. Uh, I mean, as a, as a 
Holocaust, uh, parents killed, uh, prisoner yeah. for all of his, uh, uh, his own adolescence. And then what I thought was kind of cool is, you know, he was in prison for all of his childhood and he spent the better yeah. part of his life trying to liberate other children from sort of the prisons of their cancers and things like that. That family has uh, made so many contributions to this community yeah. and this nation. My gosh almighty. Yeah, and that's and that's what, you know, I don't write sort of uh, obituary or passing notices very often, but that's the uh, kind of man who made a landmark uh, impact on Central Florida. It's, it's a nationally recognized uh, charity that has Fortune 500 companies uh, involved. And so that, that, that pay tribute to him tomorrow. I'm also launching my, uh, my Orlando Magic campaign, hashtag bring back Stan. Van Gundy? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the guy. Stan's oh, yes. the man. Five consecutive seasons of the playoffs. We've stunk ever since then. Garbage dumpster fire kind of stuff. Bring back Stan. Hey, by the way, uh, quickly, are you getting any feedback on the uh, newspaper's decision not to publish death notices? Oh, I yeah. People are a big <laughs> fan, Jim. Good. There's another. I may get the zucchini thrown at me on the breakthrough theater just because we stopped running obit notices. That's just wrong. Yeah. Someone texted us about it too. I've heard so from wrong. a bunch of people. What is wrong with the Sentinel? Why did the decision? To, and I'm going. It was, hey, it was take bad it from enough. me. The older you get, the more you check the obits. I'm yeah. telling you right now. It was apparently. I found this out. Apparently, of the Tronk, which is my company's ridiculous national name. Yes. Uh, the Tribune Tronk uh, chain. Uh, apparently, we were the last paper. In the entire chain, uh, from Chicago to Lauderdale to uh, up to Connecticut, you name it, that was still doing free daily obituaries. Yeah. Apparently, everybody's doing them online. Legacy. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the decision at all. But the times have been changing. All right, I'm told. Man. We look forward to the next column. Great job today, by the way. Thank you. My pleasure. You got it. Good luck uh, with the production. All right. I got a list here. Break a leg. Okay. All right, Scott Maxwell. You're ready for the next one. All right, Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Joins us every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. That time of day, Shot Doctor is here from our sister station, uh, FM 969 The Game, Orlando Sports Leader. Oh, wow. What was the big sports story today? A lot of talk about the NFL draft, which, by the way, is week from tomorrow night. Yeah. And we were having a gigantic draft party with FM 96.9, the game, like we always do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That'll be down at Kerr's Winghouse in Altamont Springs. Good night for male bonding. Good night for male bonding. A good night to watch the round round one of the NFL draft. It always has gigantic TV ratings and always will. And, Jim, I want you to know you're invited, and you consider the commission. I'm the commissioner, by the way. You consider, no. the, you consider the commissioner's table on Thursday night. What does that mean? It means you get to sit with there him. with me and watch these guys in a draft contest go at it. It's really good. Oh, okay, maybe, you know, you never know. That's what you said last well, thank year. Well, you, thanks for the invite. You're invited. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. And you can sit at the commissioner's table. I have my own table. They Jim, pick a coach. Yeah, go they ahead. turn it into a contest, and he has listeners who form teams, yeah. and they try and predict the picks, oh, cool. and they do it for prizes. Well, that's a good idea. Is that your idea? No, we've been doing this now for about 20 years. <laughs> Not my idea, but... It's a good idea, though. It's a great idea, and if you're listening out there and you want to be in our draft contest, we still have a couple of spots open. All you got to do is send me an email at shotdoctor at 969thegame.com. I haven't seen a lot of your tweets lately. Oh, he had one today. I, yeah. Jim, I've had seven or eight tweets today. At shotdoctor969, by the way. They're up there right now. Yeah. How about Bruno uh, Sammartino uh, passing away? That's I saw big him, sports news. I saw him defeat Cowboy Bill Watts and New Rochelle back in 1964. Oh, yeah? Wow. 
when wrestling was real? Wrestling was real back then, and my no. parents are big wrestling fans, so we, we drove out there. We lived in New York at the time, so we saw that in person. Yeah. The undercard was Argentino Apollo that night, losing to a man named Haystacks Calhoun. Wow. And after that, Joe Scarpa was pinned by Gorilla Monsoon. That's when wrestling was real. All those guys existed. I was there in person, and you can't beat it. Gorilla That's, Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. That's he not a real name. Pinned. Yes, it is. That was no. his real name. His mother gave him the name Gorilla? Pinned by Joe Scarpa. Uh-huh. Wow. With help from Tory Funk Jr., who bursted <laughs> into the ring midway through. But that's when oh, wrestling was God real. Sake. Oh, yeah. Like, it was none fantastic. of that sounds right. But Bruno San Martino was a heavyweight champion of the world for years. Yeah. Wrestling champ. He took it away from Gorgeous Georgia, I think. No, he had to beat Fred Blassie in Miami Beach uh, in 1963 uh, to win the title, okay. and he did. I stand corrected. That's when wrestling was real. Time for Shot Doctor casting call. We take a movie, then a scene from the movie. In this particular case, Shot Doctor and Pinkman will act it out on the air. If you think you can identify the movie, then text us at Real Mobile 77031. Are you ready, Shot Doctor? I live in a state of readiness. Uh, Mr. Pinkman, are you ready? I like to think so. Okay. You don't sound too optimistic. You don't I sound... like to think so. All right. We need quiet on the set. Everybody on their mark. Makeup is all uh, finished and cables are set aside. Lighting is perfect. Camera's rolling at action. Who are those guys? Nazi dirtbags. The guy you dropped is Bunker Weiss. The big one is Warchild, a.k.a. Looped on Pittman. And the other two think there's some kind of death squad around here. What's their program? Brains are weird wrong. They're into bad stuff. Cut. What? Said brains are weird wrong. Oh. That's a. That's, Aha. They, uh, try, they try to sabotage me with a typo. No, that's a cool pronunciation of wired. That's correct. Weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's spelled, spelled wired. Okay. What I tried to do was enunciate. All right, no, it's okay. <laughs> try it again right. and say weird. Let's just start from, from the top, okay? I got it. So it's weird? Yeah, weird. Okay, start Wait, from the top. No, it's wired. Sorry. So it is wired. It is wired, yes. Okay, let's just start from the top, okay. all right? I, I wouldn't even call it a thumper. <laughs> just... Phonetically, that was fundamentally correct. Uh-huh. What? Ready? Action. Who are those guys? Nazi dirtbags. The guy you dropped is Bunker Weiss. The big one is Warchild, a.k.a. Lupton Pittman. The other two think there's some kind of death squad around here. What's their program? Brains are wired wrong. They're into bad stuff. Like what? Illegal stuff? Maybe I don't know. That's not what I'm talking about. The only you only live. They only live. Damn it! I can't pronounce that one word. They. They. they yeah. T H E Y. We right. pronounce it they. That's what I meant. All right. Let's just start from that uh, paragraph where you say maybe I don't know. Ready? Yeah. Action. Maybe I don't know, but that's not what I'm talking about. They only live to get radical. They don't have any real understanding. I got a thump for there. You're having yeah. a difficult time there. Yeah, I'm show. having trouble with shadows. Okay. What? Shadows. What shadows? Okay. Put your script on this side. Okay. Maybe you'll have a better There's shot. There's shadows in this microphone that are, that are getting in the script, and it's interfering with me trying to read this thing. We'll hold the script over to the side. Swing it over there. There you okay. go. I'm having, I'm, right. ha I'm having trouble with shadows. Yeah, well, it's because the, the sun is setting. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, here we here go. We go. Where do I start from? Uh, from maybe I don't know. Got it. Action. Maybe I don't know, but that's not what I'm talking about. They only live to get radical. They don't have any real understanding of the sea, so they'll never get the spiritual side of it. Hey, you're not going to start chanting or anything, are you? <laughs> I might. This is me. Okay, so uh, you still haven't figured out what's Riding Waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. It's that place where you lose yourself and find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you've got it right there. 
I saw you with those guys. You're a pit bull. And they didn't back you down an inch. And that is very rare in this world today. Cut. My God, was I good. I came out. Cut. Once you turned around, cut. What's the last line? And that is very rare in this world today. No. Read the line. Oh, and that is very rare in this world. Not yeah. today. I got it now. No. What are you saying? And that's that is very rare in this world today. Or are you saying that is very rare in the world in this world not today? And or that is and that is very rare in this world. The shadows got me again, Jim. I'm having shadow problems. There's a shadow in here that no matter where I sit. It gets on the script. That's you your Dr. head. It's not my head. It might be the bill of your hat. <laughs> it is your head. No, it's not my head. I know what I'm doing. It's not my head. There's a shadow in this room that follows me wherever I go. <laughs> Left, right, and straight. It's a damn shadow. I can't get rid of it. Like Emmett Kelly with the Ringling Brothers Circus. Remember he had that bit where he'd follow the shadow around trying to sweep it? Uh-huh. Under the, the great Emmett Kelly. Wasn't he a clown? Yes. Yes, the great Emmett Kelly. The great yeah. clown with Ringling clown. Brothers. Yeah. Yes. match. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't regard myself as an Emmett Kelly type. I'm a much more serious guy than that. He ain't so serious. <laughs> he, he interviewed Jim, two serious people yesterday, Steve Spurrier and Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. How was oh. the old uh, ball coach? He was tremendous yesterday. He is excited about the Orlando team. He's ready to coach. Mm. He told a story about how they called him, and he, and he considered it and talked about it, yeah. talked to his wife mm-hmm. about it. His wife was there also, and he is... Genuinely ready to coach some football here. I think it's really cool. You mentioned my name. We Jim, have... don't take this the wrong way, but your name your name never came up. Mm. I don't mean that in a bad there, way. I was, I was there when he was playing football. Yeah. Uh, he was throwing touchdown passes. I waved at him once. You did? Yeah. In Florida Field with 25,000 other people? Yeah, they are playing Auburn. Oh. Tell him I was he's the, the guy guy who blew lived... up my hand with a cherry bomb. Weren't you the guy who lived in the stadium? No, that was later on. Oh. He had he had already won the Heisman Trophy. I, I lived in Murphy Hall, and they oh. beat Auburn. Not Murphy Hall. And uh, Auburn at that particular point in time at Florida, Auburn was the big uh, was the big. Uh, what, year, what year was this rivalry? Sixty six, and uh, so we went out of University Boulevard and had a cherry bomb, and everybody was celebrating the defeat over Auburn, and I lit the fuse, and the fuse went, and. Uh, it blew, blew your off fingernails. All, blew off Jim, all my I can tell you, Coach Spurrier will turn 73 this coming well, Friday. That's not going anywhere. Nothing. Yeah. He didn't even listen to your story. He'll turn 73 this coming Friday, April yeah. the 20th. Uh-huh. I hope when I'm his age, I'm in shape like he is. He's oh, yeah? a great shape. Yeah. He looks like he still works out. He's in, he's in game shape. He's ready to coach, too. Yeah. I wonder how many push ups he can do. A lot. More than you? Probably. No kidding. Oh, yeah. How many can you do? I usually do about 10 sets of 75 before I go to bed. Ten sets. You do seven hundred and fifty push-ups. No, that's not right. <laughs> and and ten, math and, is off. You're just doing seven hundred and fifty push-ups before you go to bed. And, <laughs> and sit-ups. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Okay. I know. I am a physical behemoth, Jim. What's for dinner tonight? Quickly. Oh boy. Pizza. Ooh. A turkey wrap and a banana. Yeah. Okay. And, and a side salad with Thousand Island dressing. And on TV. Uh, uh, real quick. Yeah. Point Break was the movie. We had several Sorry. texters. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, right. sports-wise, what's on TV? Uh, baseball tonight, probably the Cleveland game. Carlos Carrasco is pitching, and he's really good. Okay. All right, shot. That's all I got. Next time you see Spurry, I want you to take my visor so I can autograph it, right? I could have done it yesterday. I know you could have, and I didn't think about it. We'll but see I him appreciate again you soon. About it. Okay, shot, doctor. Good job. All right. All right. Uh, five-minute professor right around the corner on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> 
It's time to rise above the fart jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. Yeah, forget octopuses. Let's learn something else. Here is the five-minute professor. Professor, you have about eight minutes to tell us something new. Uh, well, okay. Well, this past weekend, I went to New York. Oh, that's right. How was it? Uh, I enjoy visiting New York. This was a booty call, right? Yeah, a love yeah, yeah. fest, wasn't that's it? That's right. Uh-huh. I, I, I think Ooh. that we are overstating that aspect of it. Oh. Oh, what? you got turned out? So you didn't get any? What so happened? So you're a sprinter. You know they have hookers there. <laughs> uh, I've heard. I've heard down on 7th Avenue. Well, what'd you do? Uh, well, I I did meet a friend of mine, yeah. and oh, wink, um, wink. We, yeah. we had some enjoyable times, including I went to see a Broadway show. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Probably my favorite part of going to New York. I like the insides of places in New York and almost none of the outsides. Really? <laughs> what would you see? <laughs> I mean, is that a now, Jack? You're familiar with the city. Well, is that I, a fair assessment? I like the insides of places. There are very neat places inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the buildings outside are garbage in general, and there's way too many people. Oh no, 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 no! For my architecture class in high school, we toured the city. I mean, the AT and T building, the Chippendale building, the Chrysler building, How about uh, all Empire the State building, building. Oh, the Cass- building, Penn Station. There you go. Come on, outstanding. Some nice Empire State building, and RCA there are building, many, 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 many square buildings. Guggenheim. I mean, come on. You could have looked at some of those Hello. cast iron buildings and so, exactly. You could have seen. Check the- out the brownstones and some of the boroughs. What are you doing? If you up went there? to the Jacob Javits Convention Center, that's where the hookers are. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, the hookers. Oh, <laughs> uh, hookers. Uh, I went and saw. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went and saw a play called "The Play That Goes Wrong." Oh, and uh, it's actually a, it's a fantastic show. If you've ever been in theater, mm-hmm. I cannot stress enough that uh, it's it's a fun time because literally everything goes wrong. Oh. Cast members fall Ooh. unconscious and are replaced and are locked inside of grandfather clocks, and it was it's a fun show. Uh, but that's not really what we're going to talk about. Well, now you got five minutes. All right. Um, one of the things which I noticed when I was in New York is that there is a tremendous amount of advertising for Broadway shows. Yeah. I mean, not a little bit of advertising, a lot of advertising. Uh-huh. Imagine every time you see an ad here for Disney or Universal or Legoland that instead it is an ad for a different Broadway show, and that's what it's like on TV there. So I want to talk about Broadway, the theater district. Mm. There are 41 theaters with 500 or more seats in Manhattan, and that's what makes a show a Broadway show, is that it's in, in Manhattan and has a theater with 500 or more seats, and they use equity actors and uh, support staff. Okay. Right. That's what makes a show a Broadway yes. show. Uh huh. That's a point. Well, only three of the theaters are actually on Broadway. Oh. The vast majority of them are not on Broadway. There's 41 of these theaters. Only three of them actually are on Broadway. So they're on the side streets? Yes. Most of them are on streets between 42nd and 54th Street near Broadway between Times Square and Columbus Circle, all south of Central Park. Okay. That brings us to Off-Broadway. Where do you think the Off-Broadway theaters are? Off-Broadway. Off-Broadway. New Jersey. Uh, 
they're in the exact same place. Off-Broadway just means it's a smaller theater. Oh. 100 seats to 499 seats. That is an off-Broadway show. No. Even though the theaters share the same general geographic area. Off-Off-Broadway, yes. fewer than 100 seats. Oh, it's a seat thing. Uh-huh. That is the differentiation between off-Broadway, no, off-off-Broadway, and on-Broadway. The number of seats in the show. That is interesting. I never knew that. See, one, we of learned main, no, yeah, one of the mainstays of the New York theater scene in the mid-1800s, because there was no theater scene until the 1750s, and then it wasn't, it wasn't anything like London until the 1900s. But in the mid-1800s, Edwin Booth and his brother, John Wilkes Booth, were some of the most famous performers in the United States. And they performed on Broadway. This is how famous they were. In 1869, a scant four years after his brother killed the president of the United States, Edwin Booth opened a theater on Broadway named Booth's Theater. Oh. That is a significant amount of fame to be able to overcome, hey, my brother killed the president. Well, it's better than opening up as Lincoln's Theater, operated by John Wilkes Booth brother. Right. (laughs) That's true, too. So so that theater opened in 1869, closed down around 1904. They opened a new one in 1913, one of the first shows, Mm. Our American Cousin, the show that Lincoln was watching when he was killed. Get out. Wow. Well, how rude. <laughs> that's that's what we call balls. Mm. Balls? Nice. What do you say, balls? Yeah, balls. Yeah, balls. but he's, he's doing the New York accent. I see. Look at this. Now you look at this. <laughs> uh, theaters slowly moved from the Madison Square area towards Times Square in the late 1800s into the early Ooh. 1900s. And it was at this time that the expression, the Great White Way, developed. And the reason it was called the Great White Way was because that same time, the light bulb was developed. And so all the marquees were completely surrounded with white light bulbs. And as a result, the phrase was coined, the Great White Way. Mm. So... I, I always wondered why it was called that. By the way, Broadway is one of the it's considered the original north-south route along Manhattan, and it goes from the very, very southern end of Manhattan at Battery Square or Battery Park all the way off Manhattan to the north. So it is the only road that I could find that goes all the way from the southern tip of Manhattan all the way to the northern tip and off of Manhattan. Oh. And, and my friend lives in Washington Heights, and she's two streets over from Broadway Ooh. because it, it goes all the way up. I lived on Broadway in Pleasantville. There are a lot of cities that have Broadway. Exactly. Yeah? Uh, it, this particular one is the same name that was given to it by the Dutch, except for theirs was um, in Dutch. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, subtle difference. Would you like to pronounce that for us? Uh, <laughs> guessing. I that was a good try, though. That was I like good. the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last How do I get the do I, do I have time for another minute here? 30 seconds? Yeah, I got 30 seconds. Sure. All right. 
Broadway almost stopped existing in the 1980s. Times Square was was a disaster area. Saw that movie. And a guy named Joe Papp, the theatrical producer and director, established the public theater and led the Save the Theaters campaign. He tried to make the Broadway area, the theater district, a... uh, a national historic site so he could keep the old theaters from getting torn down because moneyed interest wanted to tear them down and build skyscrapers. Uh, that got defeated by the uh, 97th U.S. Congress in uh, House Resolution 6885, in part because Mayor Koch uh, didn't want the federal government in Times Square. And it actually kind of led to getting Times Square cleaned up. Uh, and created the Broadway Theater District Preservation Development and Management Plan and the Theater Advisory Council. That's good. We're in the weeds now. Hold on, Professor. Back with a quiz in a few minutes. It's the Phillips File with the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An 18-year-old from Michigan has been arrested after stealing a school bus. Good luck stealing the prisoner transport bus in jail, bro. Next, a drunk man in Florida had been hospitalized for falling off his bike and has now been arrested after hitting another man at the hospital with a folding chair. What did he go to WWH? World Wrestling Hospital. Finally, Norway is telling high school graduates that they are not allowed to have sex on roundabouts. Sounds like instead of saying yes to roundabout, they should say no instead. Snurgen Bergen. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, now available on Amazon Alexa. Alexa, play WTKS Orlando. End transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. Back to the 5-Minute Professor. We just got a lecture on Broadway. The Great White Way, is that what it is? You want to say it in Dutch? <laughs> the great book. <laughs> That's my favorite. Anyway, well, all right, let's uh, continue with uh, a pop quiz. What do you say? It is time now for your pop quiz. Here we Here go. Is question number one Which of these shows is not in an active run on Broadway with a show tonight? Which one of these is, so when I say an active run, most Broadway shows run Tuesday through Sunday with a matinee on Saturday and a matinee on Sunday. Okay. All right, they do eight shows a week. Uh, Anyway, so SpongeBob SquarePants, Wicked, Escape to Margaritaville, Springsteen on Broadway, Hamilton, Frozen, or Summer, the Donna Summer Musical. Which one of those is not an active show on Broadway right now? Jim, that is... SpongeBob SquarePants, Wicked, Escape to Margaritaville. Oh, just uh, today or it's just not uh, running anymore? Not running at this time. That is Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is on Broadway until October of 2017. Pinky. Mr. Mr. Pinkman. Summer. Summer. The Donna Donna Summer musical, that should be easier for me to say, opens on the 23rd of April. Absolutely correct. Good job. I know my Broadway. Yeah, yes, because you knew that SpongeBob SquarePants is actually a Broadway show. Correct, sir. 
Wicked is still playing, has been since 2003. Escape to Margaritaville, which is the music of... Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy Buffet. How's that doing, uh, by the way? On March 15th. <laughs> Hamilton has been running since 2015. Frozen opened... March 22nd of this year. Donna Summer was born in what major U.S. city, which is the 10th largest radio market in the United States of America? Jack, Cleveland. Not Cleveland. Cleveland does not make the top 15. Jim, that is uh, Detroit. Not Detroit. Detroit does not make the top 15. Take a shot. Um... Donna Summer. Philadelphia. Donna Summer was born in what major U.S. city, the 10th largest radio market in the United States of America? Where Philadelphia Washington. Take, take, take. Donna Summer. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is ninth largest. Go on, Pinkman. Slightly smaller Don't look it up. than Philadelphia. What about Fritz? Fritz. Uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Fritz. You said slightly smaller. Than what? Slightly smaller and east of Philadelphia. I'll help oh. you out with east of Philadelphia. Yeah, 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 Why don't yeah, you yeah. tell me that? Uh, Philadelphia. Right. Oh, I see. thought you were smarter than Fritz. Uh, Come on. Uh, east. East of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah east of Philadelphia. Boston. Boston is absolutely correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, that uh, that internet speed's picking up. All right. Last night, the best records in baseball matched up against each other. The Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Red Sox prevailed 10 to 1. The Red Sox now have how many wins on the young season? Come on, Pop. 15. Fewer than 15. Oh. Moira. Okay. 10. Ms. Moira. More than 10. <laughs> Jack, 13. More than 13. Here we go, Fritz. Fritz. Beat Mr. Pinkman. Fritz. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Fritz is not paying attention anymore. Uh, <laughs> Professor, 14, please. 14 is absolutely correct. <laughs> Fritz is throwing. Yes, the yeah. Sox were 13 and 2 going into last night's game. The Angels, 13 and 3. The expression Fortnite is from the shortened Old English for 14 nights. A fortnight is two weeks. Which of these terms means the same as fortnightly? Which one of these terms means the same as fortnightly? Jack. Yes, Mr. Bradshaw. <coughs> oh, boy. Oh, bi-monthly. No. Bi-monthly is incorrect. Well, then it's the bi The choices are bi-weekly, semi-monthly, semi-weekly, bi-monthly. Bombo, you know this. It's not bi-monthly. <laughs> Go bi-weekly. Jim, bi weekly. Bi weekly is absolutely correct. Thank you, Jim. Sure. Got to jump in there. Different than semi monthly. Semi monthly would be twice a month, which is not the same as every 14 days. If you are paid for it nightly or bi weekly, and last Friday was payday, that's the case for me, so I've already done this math. When is the next month that you get paid three times in a month? What the hell? If last Friday was payday and you get paid every two weeks, when's the next month that you get paid three times in a month? Because that happens when you get paid every two weeks. Yeah. Um, it four times a year. Mom, you can do be... it. Come on, Jack, you can do it. No, 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 it's math. I can't. I'm, I'm an artist. Like a month. Sometime after. Yeah, it's May. Month. It is after May. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After June. Jim, July. Jim. After July. Jack, August. <laughs> August is correct. Yeah. Well, that's the way to play the game. <laughs> Okay, somebody's got to start August somewhere, is, you know. Listen. August is National Dippin' Dots Month. Ooh. The company Dippin' Dots was founded in what year? Jim, that was 1922. 
after 1922. I'm not far off. Uh, the future. The ice cream of the future came sometime yeah, after Jack. 1922. Oh, sorry. 1982. After 1982. Yeah. 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before 1993. There we go, Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 1989. Before 19... Ooh. Oh, yeah. Come on, Pinky. You can do it. 1988. 1988. Question mark is absolutely... Yay. Yay. Ooh, also, Sean Spicer hates them. Points. Oh. So, so do I. I. Sean Spicer like... used to... Used to tweet about them before he was press secretary. Correct. <laughs> Dippin' Dots was founded in 1988 in Paducah, Kentucky, of oh, all places, yeah. and is still headquartered there despite their 2011 bankruptcy. Paducah was founded by William Clark of the Lewis and Clark Expedition in what year? Jim. Mr. Phillips. Uh, 1810. After 1810. Moira, 1840. Before 1840. Jack, 1840. 25. After. There we go. But not a lot after. <laughs> Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 1827. Oh. Nice job, Mr. Fritz. It's 1827. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, great job, Fritz. I did it on accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paducah <laughs> is home. Paducah, Kentucky is home to fewer than 24,000 people, and Dippin' Dots is one of the 20 largest employee, oh. employers. They employ 165 <laughs> of the residents of, of Paducah. Wow. Rumor Willis was born in Paducah while her parents were in town filming the movie In Country. Huh. Rumor Willis won what competition show in the year 2015? Rumor Willis won which competition show in the year 2015? Uh, that was uh, for uh, yodeling. It is not. Oh, no, no, the no, dancing. Dan- dancing with the Stars? Okay. Yes. Yodeling competition. What is it? Dancing with yes. the Stars? Yes. It is Dancing with yeah. the Stars yes. question. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a competition in Paducah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Clogging. <laughs> oh, my God. No, log rolling or something. No. Yee, doggy. The host of Dancing with the Stars <laughs> is Tom Bergeron. It yeah. has been since the show started in yeah. 2005. Yeah. Tom won a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Work as a Game Show Host. For which game show in 2000? Tom uh, Bergeron. Oh, Jack, uh, Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares is absolutely yeah, correct. Nicely done. It was the last win for Hollywood Squares in the Outstanding Game Show Host category in the Daytime Emmys. And the first since Peter Marshall back in 1981. Peter Marshall was born Ralph Pierre Lecoq. And that is not a lie. His last name is L-A capital C-O-C-K. And he wisely chose a different stage name. Weird. He chose Marshall from his hometown school, Marshall University. In Huntington, in what West, U.S. state? West Virginia. West Virginia is absolutely no. correct. We are Marshall. Peter Marshall is still kicking at age 92 years. Wow. Before his hosting duties, Peter appeared in Skyscraper, La Cage Faux, on Broadway. and The Music Man on Broadway. Uh, hey, really? Really? Come on, really? <laughs> Points. Hey, the last one's supposed to bring us back to where we came. Yeah, that's okay. right. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. The whole idea there. <laughs> oh, this is a good score. Uh-huh. Someone will be happy. Oh, no, it's Mo. 98 points. Oh! That's not too bad. Very good. Excellent, Excellent job. Hey, brain. Just saying. It's okay. <laughs> All right, where are you? I mean, not where are you, but what are you up to? 
Uh, I am hosting all of my trivia shows that we do this week. Yeah. That means that tomorrow night I will be at the Silly, uh, the silly Grape yeah. in Maitland doing live trivia. And if you go to the Facebook page for the 5-Minute <laughs> Professor and you find my Facebook page, I actually do a, a Facebook Live from the Instant Gratification, which is very similar to this round, which we do at all of my shows all week, and you can see 10 questions answered by uh, a cast of people that apparently don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but on Thursday nights, I do two shows at the exact same time because the weather is so fantastic at the Silly uh, the silly Grape that we have an inside show and an outside show. Oh, wow. And the sound system wow. doesn't go outside, so I do the show inside, and I walk outside and do the show outside. Uh, so I do two different shows at the exact same venue. It is a great place. Make sure you swing by. Check it out on Facebook at 5 Minute Professor. On Saturday, I will be at Waco Taco. Everything is inside at Waco Taco because there's a brewery attached. And why would you go outside? Uh, and on Tuesday nights, I am at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. Post Time Lounge also is a really nice uh veranda cafe area outside where you get a lovely scenic view of dog track road there you go okay and any ideas for next wednesday i have no ideas as yet for next wednesday if you have something you would like me to investigate i right. will gladly do so good enough good job thank you very much professor a pleasure as always you got a five minute professor on real radio 104.1 time for ppt oh, there's the music person place your thing what's the prize mr pinkman it's a four pack of tickets to local <laughs> brews local grooves happening at the house of blues on saturday april 28th tickets are on sale now you can go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info all right there we go glenn you're first up so you get to pick a person a place or a thing we'll go place to a place. Thanks to Brad for the category. What is this place? This place's name is derived from the ancient Greek via Middle French and Latin interpretations. This place. Wow. That's a lot of different ways. Yeah, this place's name is derived from the ancient Greek via Middle French and Latin interpretations. I'll give you a clue. I won't give you a clue. Yeah, I'll give you a clue. It's not in the United States. Not in North America. We'll, we'll, we'll go to the Isle of Rhodes. The Isle of Rhodes. That's your final answer? Yeah. That's a great guess. It's not correct, though. Dang it. I really like the answer. Who's thinking? <clears throat> Mark, here we go. Always thinking. Clue number two. About half of its residents live in urban areas, with most spread across the densely populated centers. Mm. Place's name is derived from the ancient Greek. It is. Uh. Bangkok, Thailand. Thailand. That's your final answer? No. Here we go. Moving on to Gene. Clue number three. Gene, as a transcontinental country, deemed a regional power with significant cultural, political, and military influence. I'll give you another clue. It's not Europe. It's not in Europe. It's not? No. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. How about Seoul? Seoul. That's your final answer? Nope, sorry. All right, next one's a giveaway. Uh-oh. All right, BJ, here you go. Clue number four, the driest and the sunniest country in the world. You go down, Moses. Let my people go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Let my people go. Is it Israel? Israel. That's your final answer? 
guess so. Now, I'm sorry, not Israel. Moving right along, here is John with the giveaway. There's no denial. <laughs> Tourism is one of the most important sectors of the economy, but don't get gypped by a pyramid scheme. Stop it. <laughs> Crazy talk uh, is what Classic red. There, John. John. Johnny. Here, John. Oh, John, you there? Hi. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah sorry. Hi. You get the clue? Yeah, I got it. Egypt. Egypt. All right, don't sound too That's excited. Your final no. Yeah, yeah, Egypt. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, you got it. Yeah, Egypt. Can you hang on? I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what have you yeah, done? Yeah, so, yeah, you it's know, Egypt. Yeah. Something else so busy. I had to do, I'm so you know? busy. I'm not taking yeah. a call. Yeah. Picking my nose and shifting the gears. I couldn't take, you know, what do you do? Yeah, yeah there's no denial. Oh, oh I got it. Uh, if I have to win a prize, uh, yeah. Wowie zowie. Uh, yeah. What is this noise? What is it all this? What's the matter? Uh, I'm sorry, it's not. <coughs> it's a sigh. Yeah. Let the record reflect. I haven't coughed in several hours. I know it's been great. We're so happy for your cure. Hey, thanks to Shannon Robinson, who is the uh, senior vice president for medical operations at uh, Aspire Health Partners, for joining us for the first thirty-five minutes of the program. You know, we've been. Uh, yeah. She was terrific. We spend uh, the first half hour of every Wednesday <clears throat> discussing and interviewing persons uh, somehow associated with the opiate and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. We've talked to addicts, recovering addicts, administrators, and people associated with uh, rehab. And she was absolutely terrific. She knew a lot of stuff. And uh, if you know anybody you think would be good for us to interview. Yes, please. Moira at WTKS.com. Come. Come. Yeah, I want to get some more. Yes, uh, please. I think some more people who are recovering addicts to tell their stories. Yeah, <clears throat> and because uh, I still think a lot of people just don't quite no, get don't. it. Right, and they think it's a more of a moral issue as opposed to a medical issue. Yeah, just try harder. Yeah, yeah. you know, just don't be stronger. Yeah. That's all. Uh, Jim, what we do with these interviews as well, we, we also post them as podcasts isolated of just the interview. So if you miss past interviews, if you go to realradio.fm, click on Phillips Island, our podcast there, and you scroll down, you will see it like PP feature. That's Phillips file PP feature. feature. It says opioid crisis, and it identifies the uh, the different guests that day. They are all uh, posted individually, and you can uh, catch them there. And we're actually, Amanda, Blog Amali is working on a dedicated section on the website. So just I'll phone numbers posted and things like that? Because I oh, got a Twitter a message last night from a woman who, uh, it, it seems she was like, i got to have a number right now. Yeah. I've got to talk to that organization you had on the other the other week. Right. Oh, yep. And I couldn't remember the name, and I contacted Jack, and Jack got the, you know, so I, I forwarded That's that right. number I, I sent her. it from the podcast page, <laughs> and also um, the, like, today's number and contact information right. I'm now putting in the description for each podcast. Good, and if uh, nothing else, you can always call 211, you know, if you're in crisis, or a member of your family is in crisis, whether it's uh, alcohol, substance abuse, or whether it's mental health crisis, or whether it's uh, opiates, opioids, whatever you want to call them, or heroin. Yeah. Uh, you can call two on one, and they will uh, they will do their best to direct you or direct that person to the uh, to the best uh, you know system out there that might be able to help them. Sure. So, but uh, Aspire Health Partners, thanks to them. She was terrific. She was very, very, very mm-hmm. good. Lots very of knowledgeable. Yep. Mm-hmm. And none of these people who we talk to, whether they're recovering addicts or somehow associated with the uh, rehabilitation process, are very resources. optimistic about this. 
I mean, they're doing their best, and uh, hope springs eternal, but most of them say this is, uh, the, the, all of them say it's an epidemic. And, uh, and we're scratching the surface and doing good work, but the problem is yeah. bigger than it is. So we will continue continue with that every Wednesday. If you have any suggestions, uh, just email Mo, and we'll take it from there. And thank you very much. We're out of here. Back tomorrow. Jason Christ, the head coach for the Orlando Lions, the Orlando City Soccer Club, will be our guest in studio at 4. We'll talk to him. Busy day tomorrow, of course. Pat Clark will talk to him. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Tom and Dan are next. Bye-bye and take care. $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.